Welcome to the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Horace Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn, Adam Schubert, and Justin Baptiste. This week's special guests include Mark Caesar and Eddie Bansky-Gonzalez. We got a lot to get into, fellas, so take it away. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Big <laughs> in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 97. Ooh, we are Shit. inching closer to the 100. I'm, 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 I get so happy every time I think about that. And joining me as always is my co-host, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, baby. I'm doing even better hearing that number go up. Bro, every week and going up every week. And also joining us is our other co-host, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing good, man. A hundred episodes. What what is that gonna be in June? Like at the end yeah. of the month? That's uh, no, uh, no, it's gonna, gonna be in the middle. It's gonna be the middle. It's right before the anniversary. I think it's the week before the anniversary. I kind of wish Dang. it fell on the. I wish that'd it fell on the anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that'd have been some wild shit. But I know you got way, something good planned then, London. We're working on it. We're working on it. We, we it's coming. <laughs> 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 it's coming. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it's done yet. But we're gonna have something really planned special for the fans because I'm super super excited. Also, on this week's episode, we have special guest Mr. Mark Caesar coming to talk about his new project, Comedy Money. Me and Schubert went to the premiere that the other day. We talk about Comedy Money. We also talk about the Pelicans, the Saints, every, all things New Orleans. We talk about that with him on this episode, as well as for bros, for the beginning part of Bros Who Ball, Mr. Bansky, Eddie Gonzalez, formerly from Revolt US, USA Today. He comes and joins us talking, talking to us about... Everything from Nipsey Hustle, because I wanted to see what the West, I, from a guy from the West, I wanted to get really what Nipsey meant and how that how that went. And also, we talked all things NBA from the playoffs to the finals, getting ready for it, as well as some LeBron stuff. But today's episode, we got a lot in store for you guys. I'm super excited. We're going to get this first part cracking very soon. But also for Bros Who Ball, expect a full finals preview, and that's going to be pretty much it. But without further ado, how y'all guys doing this week? B, man, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You know how it is up here in motherfucking the weather capital of the world. We got all these motherfucking tornadoes and shit going around. But I'm chilling because I ain't dumb. I ain't dumb. Yo. I live in the hood, all right? You can, look, Wait. you can take the man out the hood, but he going to find another one. I don't live nowhere near <laughs> none of them fucking tornadoes, big dog. That's what I was about to say. I was like, yo, right when we finished the pod last week, and I literally saw on my phone. I was like, yo, wait, let me, because I texted you. I was like, B, please make sure you're all right, dog. Because that nah, shit was. Yeah, I'm straight. The only thing that may affect me is that I may go to work and the drains may be fucked up. So we may flood from the inside out. But that's that's on them. That's on plumbing. You feel me? That ain't yeah. shit I can do about that. But as far as like me being anywhere near a tornado, yeah, that's, that's a no-go. That's some people living out in the country. Ain't nothing wrong with living in the country. But that's but, not uh, for, yeah, that ain't for me. Don't be, don't be Dorothy out there in Oklahoma. Or that's yo, Kansas. yo, Kansas. <laughs> For real, though, they need some red boots, baby. They yeah. need <laughs> Shuby, how you doing today, brother? Dude, I'm doing all right. I mean, I've been hearing New Orleans' own scary stories about how they think that it's going to get flooded with the storms coming in the next couple oh, of weeks. Oh, so. Jesus. Oh, my They're God. You, you already know you can migrate to Laffey. You come crash over here for a little bit. I might have to. 
Hey, yeah, look, just... I know, I know, shoot from from Bama, He probably got a, a fucking boat or a kayak he could take to work. I definitely <laughs> I, have a backup plan. I, I know them country people always got their, uh, they they always got their um, they they plans. They 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 some pretty clever motherfuckers. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Y'all stupid. But all right, let's get started with this week's episode. Look. Bro, okay, so when I saw this, I was like, oh, we are definitely talking about this. I don't care if niggas want to call us chatty patties because this is crazy, <laughs> but we are talking about this. Okay, so do y'all know, I'm going to say this, and if y'all know about it, then we're going to discuss, but if y'all don't know, I'm going to explain. Do y'all know what Dick Yelp is? No, sir. No way. Never heard okay. of it. <laughs> that shit sound fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so on Twitter, there's this, there's this profile called dick yelp and basically it's ran by this girl and basically what you do is you the women will send in dms and they're basically about rating <laughs> each other's dicks rating, uh, rating our dicks and then basically this bitch will post the dm about with the dick how good the dick was and they rated they had what's his everybody. name in it no, they put niggas' names in. They didn't rate it everybody oh! from the... Wait, no, listen. They didn't rate everybody from the baby to Drake to, like, niggas... Like, the baby got a five. Like, nigg- niggas is like, it's bad out here for us, bro. Like, they rated Sweet Lee today. Like, it is crazy. Shit. Okay, look. I don't Damn. like being a Chatty Patty, but I'm going to have to check that out. Hold up. Bro, that, bro, that shit is crazy. That's niggas spilling, they're spilling all the tea. I was like, yo, if a bitch mad at, at a brother, they don't just come say his dick trash. And then all these bitches know about it. That's a fact, bro. But like for me, it's just like there's just no way for this. It's just it's just you gotta stick to the rule, bro. You can't fuck groupies because regardless <laughs> if you take their phone or not, that now look, look, these bitches is clever. Like I'm saying, these bitches is clever, man. They're gonna figure out a different way to to put you out there. And now that they don't got pictures of you sleeping in the bed, because only niggas like offset get caught. Uh, <laughs> Yo. You know, you what just is the- they- what is this, dude? This is this is like middle school. Yeah, it is. Like back, school. It like, is. Oh man, like this. Which dude was the best kisser? I mean, it does. It's just uh, them trying to just play games with you know all the guys. Like, sure they're gonna put it out, but I mean, usually it just lies. <laughs> it's just no. This reminds me of fucking confessions. UL or LSU or whatever school you went to. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, this nigga bringing Are, me back. Man, it's TikTok. Like that's Yik Yak. Yik Yak. No, yeah, not TikTok. Yik Yak. Look. Yo, he bringing me back. <laughs> but they know damn well if we would do like a titties review or ass review, they would call us sexist. Oh yeah, bro. They'd have been they'd have been fucking marching down the fucking government down 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 Capitol Hill talking about how fucking they being oppressed. Yeah, like well, we should be able to do tips for you, but like that's crazy. They go, somebody go. I feel bad for the brothers out there, bro. Yo, if y'all out there, look, hey, but I'm gonna tell you this. Maybe just get your game up. You better have, better be shooting shooting a high percent because these bitches out here rating niggas. <laughs> like no, like we're talking. Like, look, this nigga Rob Banks. This this rapper named Rob Banks. He got rated low, and he was on Twitter for for like an hour talking about how that bitch had stinky pussy. Of course, he couldn't hit his dick hard. <laughs> just just talking about how bad about her, about how she was lying. He was salty, bro. That See, look, he falling into he the rabbit hole. That. Yeah. He's falling into the rabbit hole, bro. That's what they want him to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta be the bigger man. You gotta joke about it. That you could use that as a pickup line. Like I knew a guy whose pickup line would be like. He basically tell them that he's like, yeah, like people tell me I'm like not good at sex or whatever, and then they're like, yeah, well, we want to find out. So like a lot of the cases, like you could use it as a pickup line, just spin it back around. That's the craziest fucking pickup line I ever. That's heard. wild. That's Yo, wild. 
But hey, I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't have said not a damn thing because they used to have like this this site that only girls could log into because they they knew it through Facebook and it was like low key, it's underground. And the only reason why I knew about it at the time is because my homegirl, who was our friend, she was like, "Yo, I just saw that all the all the homies in the clique got raided." And she was showing us all our ratings, and she was like, oh, Lennon, your ex definitely wrote this. Dad had a nigga rated at a six about how, because I was, she was like, oh, he doesn't care, he doesn't show love in this. I was like, yo, you're Wait, how you supposed to be, how you supposed to be rating dick, and you talking about he not showing no compassion? Look, bitch, no, 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 I'm dropping dick off. I'm not, what? Hold it's up. Not the, it's not the dick, yo. Know, this the, this is it was like a boyfriend rating, like should you date him? Oh, that's it's like another up. app. Yeah, it's a should you date him app. And that was like around in See, that's Facebook. personal. Yeah, no, that's it was real and they, personal. And they mm. look and they do it through Facebook, so it show you Facebook print pitch, all your Facebook pictures. Nah. Yeah, nigga. That's is that real still thing. around? I don't know. It's like it's only females can access it. It's like a female only app. Like your phone won't even let it download because they know you're a man. Right, because you clicked all that shit when you first downloaded Secrets, when you set up man. your phone. Secrets. Like, that's crazy. Like, bro, like, 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 we don't have none of that. Like, men don't have nothing like that. Men no. like group chat. Like, that's all we got is group chat. And the <laughs> you know, girls be looking up in that in group, group chat, chat too. Like, yeah, that's what I'm when, saying, you look, when you fall asleep, when you fall asleep, you better delete the chat, <laughs> boy. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. That's what all my niggas do. Like, I be like, yo, bro, I'm about to violate. So when you wake up, delete the chat. <laughs> yo, that's, I, I always say if, if, if our group chat, if any of my group chats get out, oh, it's over for, it's over for everybody in those chats. It's over. We're done. Oh yeah. It's slow for me, bro. <laughs> it's done. We're done. It's, it, we're done, son. But that, that's all I got really about Dick Yelp. Just to warn the brothers out there, be on the lookout because you might Fucking be getting Twitter, reviewed. Man. You might be getting reviewed on Twitter. Next up, uh, stupid. I know you ain't see this, but Brooklyn, I know you saw this, bro. You saw the baby with the nigga. <laughs> <laughs> now I will say this. I will say this. His bodyguard definitely threw punches. Oh, I'm, Brooklyn, I don't care, bro. My thing but is this: the fact that the fact that 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 nigga really was cloud chasing and got the beat. The, the shit that's my. Like, that's bro, my like, thing. What What is the purpose of that? Like. These rappers is not Lil Uzi, bro. Like this, mm. the 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 next rappers that are coming up, these niggas is real gangbangers, bro. Huh? And look, and look, my thing is this: the baby wasn't bothering nobody. You've been minding his business. Been, like no, like B, not even just this time. The nigga for three weeks, three four weeks, a whole month. As Facts. long as the baby been popping, been posting t- videos trying to tag, and he was like, yo, check me out. And then when he went to take, he was like, yo, this nigga a fuck nigga. Then he just started just beefing, trying to beef with him, and then he went public and was had the camera on him talking about how you bitch. Yo, the baby took that camera and said, who the bitch not, nigga? I don't blame you. You was getting your ass beat. Me Bro. and my security. Don't come put me on camera, dog. And on top of that, I think, I think the nigga from the same place that I'm, I'm pretty sure they both from Charlotte. Like, bro, you just hate you corny, bro. Like, and it, and it's just like what they be saying. Your biggest hate is be from the same place you come from. It don't make no sense, bro. Like, this nigga really tight that he didn't want to check his... Maybe he didn't check his music out, and he thought that shit was trash, and he didn't want to hurt your feelings. Something. But that's a night... But that's better than being fucking... Telling you to your... Fit. Like, at least... Uh, if me, don't respond to me. Right. Like, I mean, what... I'm saying, not, yeah, don't, don't, not don't responding respond to is nicer. Like that's way nicer than me just all right, bro. For real, your music shit, dog. I'm sorry. Right, that's what I'm saying. So he didn't he didn't take that route. He just didn't respond, and this nigga was mad. Like, bro, if your shit was trash and he told you it would have killed your fucking 
You he probably would have still went on this route if he would have told him that his shit was trash. He probably would have still tried to do this shit. And got it, and bro. Nigga had his like yo. He looked so sloppy, bro. Had his pants, pants off. Nigga had tidy whities on and blood coming out of his nose. Like bro, looking then crazy. One, then had the nerve to go post videos after like, oh yeah, look my face. Nigga, you done washed your face. Right here, like, oh yeah, look at me. Blood. I'm straight. I'm still standing up. You feel me? Bro, get out of here. Didn't want to go to the security guard. And, well, of course, the security, like I, anybody who know, I would assume the baby and his friends jumped you. It don't matter that he jumped you. Don't go ask that old man that work at Fendi to get him involved in that. That, hey, that old man had no business On top of that, I think it was like just two people, including it, the exactly. baby. Like, it, it wasn't even exactly. a lot of people that fucked him up. It wasn't like the baby was in that store with 30 niggas. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been way worse. Leave these people alone, man. That's all I'm going to say to that. Leave these <laughs> celebrities alone, bro. <laughs> let them live, man. Just let them be. They all regular right. people just like you. Next up, we got leaked photos. Leaked photo alert. Did y'all see the Iggy Azalea leaked photos? No. No, nah, but she probably leaked them shits herself. Yeah, that, okay. So, apparently, <laughs> she said... Probably so. They apparently she was like, oh, why'd y'all leak my photos? I ain't leaked this. But then I think she issued a statement today or some stuff about them leaked photos. Hold on, I'm trying to pull up the the uh the statement or whatever happened. Where, but what, where were the photos? It was just of her titties. It was oh, it looked well, like shit's is fake anyway. It, yeah. it looked but well, the no, thing is, it, it looked if, professionally. If this girl's done. gonna take a new photo, then why doesn't she show her biggest asset? Uh, oh, look at you. Look Shuba with the puns. Look at Shuba with the puns. Hey, look, you got a fucking boobies. point. No, but look, right, she goes, Brooklyn. She said, like, "I feel blind." Ain't nobody, ain't nobody know anything about Iggy Azalea. Nobody's talking about her titties. <laughs> and they're always she talking said, about her booty. She said she feel blindsided. She said she felt uh, embarrassed. All kind of stuff. But I'm gonna just say this: them, them photos look professionally done. And and if they was from GQ, I don't know if GQ uh, leaked them things. Them, them people getting fired. She, if, bro, bro, if y'all saw them photos, it looked like she leaked them shits. Bro, I believe you because, like, look. Bro, I, hope, look I hope that's the this case. Thingy, I hope bro, there's like, not what? some creepy like, dude leaking that shit. Honestly, and you the thing is, nice to look at. That's about it. The thing because she didn't have no new music, and everybody been saying, "Ooh, what if Iggy go the porn route?" She been doing the IG thought thing for like a, for like months, but like, nah. If, if a nigga did leak that, that's fucked up. I ain't, I ain't with the uh. Like, if you get news, you keep the news to yourself. You don't leak that right. shit on the internet. That's some that's some bitch boy shit. Yeah, but exactly. I, I, we I like, we, have, we hope that she did it. Yeah, I hope it was her. And I, I, it probably was just to like give some pub and some hype to whatever she got coming. Because she is ice cold when it comes to music. <laughs> ice cold. She ain't lying. Facts. Like, bro, it's, it's a different age than when she was out. Like, we got Meg the Stallion. We got Tierra Whack. We got uh, Rico Nasty. We got Swarty. They got Cardi B. Like, they got a Rhapsody. They got so many female, the city girls. Like, Female rap is killing it right now. Shout out to my girl Tierra Wack, because like that's my favorite out of yeah, Tierra Wack and Rhapsody, the best female. Oh, and shout out to Rico Nasty. Them three the best. They don't use in not not that this is a problem, because I know the females are gonna listen they're to this and, and selling get upset sex. about it. They're not, about yeah, they're not selling sex. They actually bar niggas to death. Like Tierra Wack can beat can probably outrap some of y'all niggas' favorite rappers, like the Uzi, all them niggas. I'll rap the fuck out of them. And and look, Meg go hard, but like. She's selling I don't sex. know, man. Yeah, she's selling sex. <laughs> That's just straight up. Bro, you I had a friend, Bro, I had a friend go to her concert last night, right, in, in, uh, in Brooklyn. And I'm looking at all the videos. First of all, Shorty come up on stage in 
a piece of denim, all right? I ain't even gonna call it uh, booty shorts. It was a piece of denim. I think it covered her pussy and her butt crack. That was it. And I'm like, bro, she, you can rap, bro. I don't understand, but I, I get it. The label wants you to sell whatever they think is gonna sell. So that's what you do, but like, damn, bro, like, you're doing it. She, like, I don't wanna say this, but I'm saying it. She's not gonna stay relevant very long. You feel me? It's gonna be like one of them Trina things. Like, you can only rap about sex for so long. See, that wait, but see, I was going, I was getting to this. I think Meg could make it because she at least rap. I think Cardi about to be done. Y'all saw what Cardi said today? Cardi said about how Cardi goes, okay. She was, it was basically her canceling her show because of millions of dollars. She she canceled her show because she was like, I, I couldn't work out or some stuff. Oh, okay, I do whatever the fuck I want with my body. I don't have the time of day like you do. My job is to be an entertainer 24-hour bro, so I don't have time to work out. I wanted specific things done to my body, and uh, I'm going to get it fixed. She was basically saying she don't work out, so she was just get, she get plastic surgery instead of working out. That's right. crazy. Yo, that's She wild, had time man. to do the surgery, so she canceled a, uh, a show? Uh, yeah, she, she basically nah, that's canceled because she didn't get the surgery done in time. That's insane. Bro, Beyonce... Works. It's like, like everybody was tweeting today. I was like, "Yo, Beyonce would never." Right, bro. <laughs> you bugging, bro. Get to that bag, bro. You're like bugging the clung. fuck out, bro. Bro, I feel. I'm telling you, I feel like Cardi. I feel like Cardi out of out of anybody. Cardi gonna fall off soon. Because if oh, she yeah. don't, if, if I'm the with next you. music, if the music don't hit next, she 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 almost done. Because th- things keep happening. Tell Bronx, excuse me for this, but I gotta say it. Cardi was a gimmick. Yeah, you right. Gimmicks don't last. No, long. yeah. And she was uh, talking about selling sex. That's all she do. And like the music is getting less ratchet, it's getting more polished, and she gets more and that you way. You got just... all these ratchet girls coming up hard. And 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 Megan right now, they so fucking ratchet that we don't really need you, Card. And honestly, they huh. so we really Big don't time. Need you. Like not at all. Like Cardi is. It, it, it's gonna be interesting. That next album gonna be very very interesting to see if she if she keep going. But look, B. I know you got a, you got little young Thea. I want to ask you. You saw the new Blues Fools? You bugging the fuck out, boy. No, I uh, hell no. Look, Shorty loved the trolls. Okay, real. Okay, she okay. be killing me with the trolls and Boss Baby. Okay, real. <laughs> See, that's what I was gonna ask you. Do you no nostalgia. Showing old cartoon. Oh, so you don't show the old cartoons? The only one I'm showing is the one that I fuck with heavy, and that's SpongeBob. Oh, that's that's nice. Nice. She gotta okay. watch that shit. She got yeah, it. Sure. I, was to, I was about to say, if I'm if I'm doing that, I'm showing my kids all old cartoons, no new cartoons. Well, the new cartoons old cartoons kind of, you know, kind of fucked me up. I mean, they kind of fucked you up. <laughs> you probably don't think they did. But uh, some of them old cartoons kind of uh, kind of freaky. Like when I was, I seen a clip of cow and chicken on TV the other day, and I was yeah. like, yo, I never realized how sexual this fucking thing was. Why they? Why everybody ass was so scrumptious? <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Oh, Johnny Bravo getting me twos out the wazoo. This yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm like, you know what? Some of these cartoons, we should just probably put them back Curves in that vault. Dog All right, well, look. I'm saying Dexter's Lab. Oh, facts. Girls, facts. Impossible. Proud. Fa- definitely proud family. Yeah, yeah. Like, those, those definitely facts. Facts. But some of the ones in the younger, some of my younger cartoons that we was watching when we first started like remembering shit. Oh, really? Shit is real nasty. Yeah. Really? Uh. Cat dog. <laughs> yeah. Some of them things they had some sexually, uh, some sexual innuendos that I know of at the time. But now that I know, nah, I'm not. She can't watch it. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. Mm. So the final topic before we get to the interviews this week, I want to ask y'all because there's there's this new coming of age movie that's out, and, I, and I've been watching a lot of, you know, I've been watching a lot of going back on super bads and those types of things, and I was thinking of man, the coming of age movies are different these days. I was just I just wanted to know what y'all thought. And this, and this is not this is a, could be a bros binge topic, but this is we got Schubert on in Brooklyn. I want to really know what y'all think the best you know coming of age movie, the best like American Pie type movie. What's some of y'all favorites that y'all look on that y'all think kind of influenced you today? You want to go first, Shub? Yeah. Uh, so what is the two parts here? Where what do I think about the coming of age movie now, as in in the past? I guess, but just more so, what's your favorite coming of age movies? And uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, to go on to that, like, I think that it changes with the times. Like, I don't think you know, coming of age movies that are coming out right now aren't supposed to connect with us in a certain level. Because I would say my favorite coming of age movies are more of like the super bads and the Project X's, because like that was like the time period I was growing up in, and I could relate to the situation that was going on. Like, I feel like a coming-of-age movie is really all about the person who's coming-of-age at that time. I feel like, you know, my parents' favorite coming-of-age movies are, like, Can't Buy Me Love, uh, Dazed and Confused. Breakfast Club. Right. Breakfast Club. So, like, it's all about the time period you grew up in because that kind of is the time you came of age. So, it's all about... But I will say, Breakfast Club is timeless because I I like that that movie. Some of them are timeless. Yeah. If you have a good enough message, I think your your coming of age movie is timeless. For sure. That's a fact. So, so what's some of y'all favorites? B, start us off. We just each... One person will name one and then we'll just go around until we don't... Until we can't name no more. Well, shit. Uh, This motherfucker was hitting the nails right on the head with the super bads and... uh, And... um, Project X. Project X, because literally, I think I might have been like 15 or 14 when Superbad came out. And like Project X, I think, was either my senior year or my junior year. So like those movies was like really like at the time, like Superbad was like those awkward kids trying to fit in. You feel me? So at that Mm -hmm. time, you go into high school. And for me, I I don't know if it's like that down here because I know it's a little different. For me, when when you go from elementary school to middle school, it's a whole new set of kids. And when you go from middle school to high school, it's a whole new set of kids. You don't go to school with the same people. So for me, it was literally like, I'm in this big ass school, 2,500 kids. I don't know nobody. So me watching super bad, it was just like, I feel them, bro. You trying to get to that? You trying to figure out who's where that party at? You feel me? Like yeah. you trying to impress these bitches? You feel me? So like for that, that one was like, I well, I, I can watch that shit now, and I'm still sitting through the whole thing. Bro, then, super bad is one of the best of all time. The, the McLovin shit, yo, bro. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, like. I can't believe that the Jonah Hill we have now came from Superbad. That's crazy. Bro. Well, and Emma Stone was in that too. Yeah. yeah. Big facts. Seth Rogen, Bill Hader. Yo, it's like that that movie set the foundation for comedy going forward to this day. Oh, that's a fact, but we wouldn't get like the uh we wouldn't we we wouldn't get the 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 comedy central that it is now without Superbad. No, like, 100%. That shit kind of like if it really like Sent a ripple. You feel me? Like that. That one may be one of those that we look back in time that is kind of timeless, depending on the. But see, for the fact they didn't really have cell phones in that one, so it probably. But see, it kind of worked though because it's like, it's it's just about a kid kids hanging out and going to a party. Parties are timeless, and like you go and the fact that they curse in in most like the Breakfast Club felt time. It, it, it's timeless, but they didn't really talk how kids talk today. Yo, right. the super bad kids just they they it was real. 
Yeah, suck my dick, fake ID. Like, yeah, that's yeah. You're right. You're right. That, that sounds real. <laughs> Super, give me one. Oh, no, no, you gave Project um, X, or, unless you got another one. Well, I mean, I think you hit it on the head, too, with, like, the American Pies. Yep, that's like, what I was going to say. Yeah, the American Pies were kind of like the roadmap of when we were y- younger. Like, because the you know, first yeah. one was all about sex and, like, it dealt with master- masturbating and all of that stuff. It kind of, like, was, like, our introduction of what it was like to be a teenager from when I was growing up at that time. And then American when you get... definitely timeless. And then my <laughs> shit is when they go to college, yo, I thought college was going to be that. The Naked yes. Mile, Beta House... I joined a fraternity because of American Pie Beta House, 100%. Like, like no, like, nobody, like, my pops didn't contribute. No, nothing made me join a fraternity besides American Pie Beta House. That was why. Because I wanted to experience it like the white stifler. Like, that shit was crazy. Nah, like, I definitely love right, that movie. Bro. I'm trying like, to think, like, uh, what is that? Um, not, shit, fr- now, Friday's the great coming-of-age movie for, for, from the hood movie, you know, B. That's a fact. I'm about to take it to it. I'm about to shift it a little bit. It's still a coming of age movie, but it's it's not one you expect me to throw out there. Okay. Mean Girls is definitely a, a coming of age movie. One hundred percent. Great one. Like I, I can't lie. Mean Girls is hilarious. I've watched that movie not not recently, but when I was a kid, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Yeah, I guess um in a lot of those veins, you had like those Emma Stone movies were pretty, pretty much coming of age. Easy I like A. It. Oh yeah, that was, yeah that, I was trying to that think was of a that great shit. Movie. I was like, fuck. That was a great one. I love that movie. Yo, Shuby, I got one for us that's, that that came out last year, and I think it is a great coming of age movie. I think young kids could relate to this. I think adults can relate to this because you see it and you're like, yo, that's how being a kid was. At least for our generation in Brooklyn, I definitely think you should watch it. Mid nineties. Oh yeah. And guess who made it? Brooklyn, Jonah Hill. Oh yeah, I about to say I've heard good things about that movie. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I definitely heard good things about that movie. That movie is great. We got any others? If not, if not, that's cool. But if y'all got some, throw them out there. I'm trying to think um, of something Ferris like Bueller's my... Day Off. That's oh, a great one. Motherfucker. I was just about to say I'm trying to think of the ones in the nineties, and this motherfucker gonna come and slap Juice. me in the face. That's Juice what I'm thinking of. Juice. The Karate Kid. I don't count. Y'all count Karate Kid as a coming age? Nah, for me, I'd probably stand by me. Uh, stand yeah. by me. Yeah. My fucking Morgan. 16 Freeman. Candles, Clueless. Oh. Uh, oh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Fact. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Juno. Juno's a good one. Yo, you know what's crazy? I didn't know if y'all seen that movie or not, so I didn't want to throw it out there. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I fucking something. love Mike Sarah. <laughs> Yeah, Michael Sarah's the man. I'm trying to think of some. Uh, go ahead. Kind of uh, it. It. Uh, I, I, I guess kind. <laughs> what? Whatever. I, I'll give it to you. I said Friday. Oh, uh, Coach Carter's a coming of age movie. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Oh yeah, that's I, a real good one. I guess the Mighty Ducks kind of are too. Yep. Yep. I fuck with those. I, uh, I'm trying to think of some like the basketball movies. Uh, the one with uh Jesus Shuttlesworth, uh, he got game. That's a, that's a coming. Oh yeah, game. I like it. That's my and then oh Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Wow, I'm bugging. <laughs> like real shit, Napoleon Dynamite. And I love how there's like hood black coming of age movies. I love how they got white. They're all good, and they show you the different ways of life. And I think that's why I brought this topic up because that's one thing I from watching coming of age movies that I like is. No matter the race of people, you see a new way of life and you can relate to something in that movie. 
And well, I think yeah, the ones that are timeless are the ones that anybody of any race can connect to. And I think that's why Superbad is going to eventually become one of those timeless movies because of the fact that it doesn't matter what race you come from. Facts. With, when, with those movies, where it's like those, those awkward kids in a group, and you can tell like they're all trying to figure out their own way to try to fit in with the cool kids. And it's just like, anybody can relate to that. You don't got to put a fucking race on it. Yeah, no, 100%. Should be anything else you got before we wrap up? No, you... When you brought up Napoleon Dynamite, it kind of reminded me of the point I was making earlier. I knew a group of kids that were probably three years, four years older than me that, like, when they were in high school, 16, you know, junior, seniors, they loved Napoleon Dynamite. Like, that was their that was their biggest coming-of-age movie. And so, like, in my graduation, I feel like that was super bad slash Project X, kind of. Real facts, facts, and so like I feel like for certain pockets of people, it depends on really who you ask. Like everyone's favorite coming of age movie is probably going to be the one, unless it's one of the timeless ones that closely relates to what they were feeling when uh, when it came out. No, the ones I think you, that relate to that time period. I think you got a good point with that. It, it when you grew up affects it. Uh, the, the situations you were in affected, but like we said, they will be timeless in they, if, if they transcend race, if they, if they transcend situations, that's what makes a good, timeless, coming-of-age movie. I know people are going to be like, weird, weird topic to finish off the first part with, but you know we wanted to switch things up a little bit. I, I was feeling a vibe. Not everything got to be sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Of course we have it sometimes, but, you know, we gotta, why not be a little wholesome sometimes? You know what I mean? We started <laughs> off with dick, yo. Let's end wholesome, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a little bit. B, I know, we, we, I know you're not going to be on Bros Who Ball today, but who you got for the finals, big dog? What you thinking? Look, man, I, I would love, I would love, 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 love to go for the underdog. But Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green about to write their names in history. For real. What you, what you thinking the Warriors in? Uh, Warriors in six. Words of six? Fuck yeah. All right, word up, word up. That's what's up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, let's get into the uh, this week's interview with Mark Caesar. We talk comedy money. We talk a lot of dope things about New Orleans. Super, super excited to have Mark on the podcast. Y'all be sure to check out his comedy special called Comedy Money. You can find it at Gumroad. But without further ado, let's get into the interview with Mark Caesar. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. With, with that being said, I'm going to just let it we are joined this week by none other than Mr. Mark Caesar. His comedy special right now, Comedy Money, is out. What they can find it? Man, Comedy Money is crazy. You can find it on gumroad.com and just search comedy, comedy tab, Mark Caesar. I'm coming right up. Check it out. I, we watched it last night. We was at me, my homie Schubert. We were at the premiere last night. Dope, dope things. Dope, dope atmosphere. Loved what it was. Even the food, I was just grubbing on some BBQ, yeah. chilling, watching the country. That, yeah. that was a vibe. It was a vibe. Yeah. Nah, for real. You pull it up in the cat in the drop. Had to come through fly. in the caddy. Shout out to Spitter, man. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But this is the second time we had you on the podcast. Glad to have you back. I want to start first thing, ask you. Last time... You was you was getting ready to do this. You was getting ready to do all the stuff you're doing. Yeah. It was the it was and it's dope to see because we talked about a lot of this. You was like, I got special coming up. I got I'm getting ready yeah. to go on tour. You went on tour. You the special out. Went on tour twice. How how does it feel now that you got your first special out? Two two solid tours, and now we had, now that we at this point after we dropped the specials out now. How, yeah. how are you feeling? And what's man? What's the, what's what's the vibe going forward? Excuse me. Everything is everything feels amazing right now. Like it feels amazing. Like um, it's my fifth special. 
but it's the first one that I'm able to put out digitally. Real. Yeah. So that's dope. Like that whole process of that is just crazy. Um, so it's my first special in a sense. It's the but everything I said, 2019 is the year first for me. Everything I'm doing, I'm doing it for the first time. Like the premiere. Like a lot of those people that was at the premiere, they was there when I recorded the special. Okay. okay. But the fact they want to see it, like people just want to see me. Uh, do good now. I mean, that, that's hard to find. Yeah. So I really appreciate that, man. Everything was was just beautiful for the for the premiere, man. Like, I loved it. You know, shout out to Culture Park for letting me do that there. That was that's a dope spot. Yeah, no, it was a good. It was a good. You know, spot. it's just a it's just a vibe. As soon yeah. as you come in the gate, it's just an instant vibe. You no, know, 100%. so that's how I wanted everything to be. I just wanted everything to just be a vibe. So now that you got back from tour, you mm-hmm. got. You, you was in New, New York a couple of days ago. Yeah, I was, man. I was Houston <laughs> Friday. Well, I was in Houston. Had a show in Houston. Then I had a show in Philly the next day. Then I was in New York. Then I was in New Orleans. <laughs> just crazy. Oh, yeah. just moving, moving. What is next? What what What's... Where, where your head at moving now that we got the first digital special out? Yeah. Is it is it getting back on the road? Is it getting back in the booth to... To get ready to, to gear up to do another one, or man. Is it, or I'm is already it somewhere else? yeah. I'm already writing for the next special. 100. I'm already writing for the next special. Um, I got so many shows that I want to do with um with my comedy team. You know, Pisha Pants Comedy. Shout out to all those guys and gals. And um, I just want I just want to keep creating. Like I got like a ton of shows coming. I'm booked all the way through August. So. It's crazy right now. Like, like life is crazy. <laughs> oh, that's that's one. That's wild as hell. Y'all make sure y'all go check him out if he's in your city, one hundred, because it's a great show. Seeing Mark live and after seeing him on the special, it's the same vibe in both. Yeah, it's the same yeah. vibe in both, bro. I was cracking up the other day with the with the joke. Well, I'm not gonna say none of the jokes. It's I'm cool. A, no, it's cool. No, it's no, cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not it's that out there. No, it's out there. No, no. It's cool. It's the, cool. The one. Okay, so when you was talking about like being thirty and just be getting older yeah, with relationships, yeah, yeah. that shit was killing me because like as I get older, <laughs> I'm seeing it's hard to it's find. It's making you see it like, yeah. like like man, what? Like bro, I'm telling you, hard out in these streets, and that shit was hilarious. Hashtag be a hoe. I'm also, telling you, bro, it's crazy. The crackhead's <laughs> not getting sick. <laughs> They never get sick. Crackheads don't be sick, man. Bro. I've never seen a crackhead with a common cold. Like I've, is... I've never seen it. He just, just always walking the streets yes. at all times of the night. Looking strong. <laughs> just out here in World's Strongest Man competitions. That shit was hilarious. I was, I was World's Strongest Crackhead competitions. <laughs> pulling streetcars and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they need to, need to stop doing American Ninja Warrior yeah. and do American, American Crackhead. Crack Warrior. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. But it's not a what the hell? Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why you guys need to check out the special. A lot Man, more in store for that. American hilarious. One thing I want to say about the special that I enjoyed, it was very new. And everybody can relate to it, but if you know yeah. New Orleans and you know Louisiana, yeah, yeah. it feels a little different. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose? I did do it on purpose. And another thing, you know, when I tour a lot, the people that come to my shows come to my shows because they want to get that New Orleans feel. Really? I bring that New Orleans feel all over the world. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm like the rebirth of comedy. Like, you know, like rebirth, the brass band, they perform all over the world. They playing New Orleans shit. Yeah, and People coming out there. to hear that shit. 100%. I'm, com- I'm bringing you New Orleans shit that they want to hear. Nah, and, that, and I think it, it it works really well for you. Yeah. Like, and like, it carves out... Not only a lane specific for you, 
but it, it makes it to where it's like, okay, yeah. if I'm in California, I want to listen to this, get that New Orleans. If, yeah. It don't matter where you at, it's like, but you I make thought them, of it. I, but I also tailor the jokes to where I'm at. True. I have that ability. You know, like I was in Philly the other night, and I did some of the same jokes, but it was like, let's make Philly love it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Make them feel. Like the joke home. about the Paul Newman. You know what I'm saying? They don't have sweet tea. Yeah, up north they don't. That's not something that they do. Sugar, not something that they have in abundance up there, like we have down here. So they didn't. They didn't really grasp that. They they liked the joke, but it didn't kill like like it would like, like it, it would kill, kill yeah. in the south in general. You know, because I'm Go talking about Georgia. Augusta National. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about Arnold Palmer. I'm yeah. talking about you know Paul Newman, the actor. I'm talking. You know, I'm bringing all these people into one thing that don't have shit to do with each other. Paul Newman makes salad dressing, and you know my <laughs> uncle. So my uncle was confused. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. So, but yeah. So, also, I'm starting to. Uh, I'm going. I'm about. And y'all about to get y'all getting this first. I'm starting the uh, the Paul Newman challenge. Okay. So I want people to go to fast food restaurants and record themselves asking for Paul ordering Newman. a Paul Newman. <laughs> And see the response of the person on the other end. On yeah. the other y'all. Hashtag that Paul Newman hashtag challenge. Hashtag Paul Newman challenge, man. That, that's going to be funny, man. I can't wait to see what people do. Right. That. That, nah, that's going to be a good one. Being that you're still New Orleans, we already, we already got your story. But when we talked before, we got into sports. We and, did. And as people will hear from that beginning portion, New Orleans is in a pickle right now. Yeah, we we're in a pickle with basketball. We right? are, man. We are. We're not dysfunctional. We don't have problems. We got one of the top execs in the league. Best. We bought in the top trainer that Best. they had on the market. Best GM that too. wasn't on the market. We went and snatched him up. Yep, and he left. He, he and that's that's a person that I was shocked left. Right, because he'd been in Philly for he Shaq credit him with rejuvenating his career. For Phoenix, yeah, like that's why National them was doing anything. When Shaq won comeback player of the year. It was because of him. Like, no, yeah. like 100%. And then on top of that, the GM we get is from the Brooklyn Nets who just made the playoffs and who have With, a, with a team that he's growing. It has a potential sign. He drafted sign. those guys. Kevin Durant has potential sign. The Alaskan Kyrie. Assassin, though. It's, nah, Come on, bro. bro. The Alaskan Assassin, bro. He know basketball. He's the runner G League. He's he been the Zach. He, we, 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 we actually interviewed him for... David Griffin spot? Yeah. Yes. And for the fact that he doubled back and took the GM spot, I love that. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That that just tells me like, what do these guys know about what we got coming? Bruh, they know that we don't. They know, know. <laughs> and the league knows something because they gave us the All Star game three times in this short in a short window. Yeah, from 07 to now, we had the All Star game three times. That True. don't happen. It's it's thirty some teams in the league. Yeah, and, we like, gonna, <laughs> we, and I'm sure we're gonna get it again soon. Right, of course, because we New Orleans. Exactly, and that's why when everybody's like New Orleans not a basketball city or it doesn't work here, I'm like, bro, like what are y'all talking about? Right. Like, have you been to like is Phoenix a good basketball town? Right. Like, Atlanta was in the playoffs and nobody was there. Atlanta won sixty games and nobody, and nobody was, was there. there. Like, like, like let's let's call a spade a spade. When anytime New Orleans has been in the playoffs, that and arena has rocking. been rocking. <laughs> the blender be shaking. Like we get, we get behind a <laughs> winner. And I know you know about the predicament we in right now. We had last season. I'm not gonna call it. No, I'm going to call it what it is. Last season was a failure due to the fact that we had expectations off of coming off a sweep. Because I think 
I interviewed you last time. Right. Right after the playoffs just had ended. Right. And we was hype off the sweep. Right. Like, it was free agency time. LeBron just got to L.A. We was hype off the sweep. Sweep was crazy. So. We and we gave Golden State a run. Exactly. So, we thinking. We had them boys complaining about our pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we thinking, okay, so now the team got a full summer. Frank mm-hmm. developed or everybody back. Mm-hmm. Elf, we got Alfred now to, to push some hey, stuff. Hey, Frank Ball, Like, man. we ready to go. Yeah. So, they start off 4-0. Start off hot. Yeah. We come out the gate smoking. Injuries. Meritage rolling. Then, then just injuries start happening. Randall rolling. Alfred going. Once Alfred hit the deck. Then Miritich hit the deck. Miritich hit the deck. Then Etwan Moore hit the deck. Yeah. Role player. Then AD tweak here, tweak there. Yeah. And then boom. Trey, he, wanted, he didn't say he don't want to resign no more. The most consistent player we had was Drew Holiday. Big facts. Drew led the team and, is, and has earned the right to be called out for I think with AD and Drew, that was enough for us to get make the playoffs easily. Yeah. That's a 51 team. We won 33 this year with them just bullshitting off. Yeah, just dicking <laughs> around. Yeah. So, I, I want to cut to the chase. We win the lottery. Yes. We get Zion. Cha-ching. So, boom. Automatic. So, the question everybody's been asking, and I, I've i been seeing mixed reports. I don't know if it was true or was not true. I, I, I'm going I'm to check it out some more. Allegedly, they had a meeting yesterday. Yeah, that's what I, and I saw the meeting went well. That's what I heard. But what does that mean? Yep. Every meeting go well when you don't slap somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if I walk out of meet without slapping somebody, it yes. must have went well. Yeah. We could have differences, but it still went well. I didn't slap nobody. My thing is, and, I, and this is what I say, if he doesn't tell us by draft night, yeah. if he's if he coming back. Well, it got to be before draft night. Yeah. No, That's why the meeting had to yeah. happen when it happened. We only got like four weeks, three He got to sign. He got to sign. And my question is, do you want to see him come back? Would you do you think the city would accept him, or do you think it would? It, you might accept him, but you think it might be best. For this him is to what I think. Traded? This is what I think. We can leverage our franchise by trading AD at this point. We can leverage the franchise. AD is what? He has one year left. Yeah. AD is only twenty five. A team will give up the house. Yeah. They'll give us a Ricky Williams type trade. For <laughs> to bring to bring a young Anthony star, Davis. these stars don't hit the market before That's their contract is up. Arguably top five. The only one that this happened to who hit the market before his contract was up was Carmelo, and that's only because he took a a weird deal. With Denver, yeah, yeah, he took a weird deal. He took a, a different amount of years. His he opt took. out was later than LeBron's and all of them. That's why he was behind all of them. The thing with that being, okay. We can, if AD says, I, I'm going to give it a run. Y'all get Zion, I'm going I'm to give it a run. I'm going to give it a run. You got Zion, Drew, AD. That pick and roll is stupid. That I, pick and roll is crazy. My question Who you is, doubling? My, I, no, I feel you. I feel you. Like, but I, I'm, not, no, I'm, not, I'm not done off it, though. Okay. I'm not done off it. I'm not done off it. All right. Because if you don't, if you don't, if AD says, yeah, I hear what y'all are saying, but I ain't feeling that shit. <laughs> but pushing. Now, okay, y'all, AD available. Holler at us. Shop open. Yeah, come, come, come. Shop for sale. open. Yeah. You know how many teams? It's a lot of interesting stuff out there too. The Clippers. Uh, the Clippers. The Clippers aren't. They're my least interesting team. They're okay. out there. They're interesting. They yeah they want. They're it. interesting, but not as interesting as say New York. Okay. New York got kids who ain't who ain't materialized yet. You about that youth movement. I'm about the youth. But I, you put some you put the right youth. Okay. With the right coach. And it worked. 
with the right vet already there. You got Drew. You got Drew already there. My question coming off two years back to back all defense. The 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 youth thing it's gotta be the right youth. But the youth we about to bring we 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 already but we, we say that and then we saying that Zion about to save us. True. He nine, he eighteen. So it's yeah. like <laughs> No, you're right. That's why that's why I say it's gotta be the right youth. The right in youth. The right myth so say if we get with New York, right? Yeah. And New York sent us uh 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 Dennis Smith Jr. And they sent us two picks. Three picks. Yeah. They sent us the two this year and the one next year. And you sent us you sent us that Knox. Is. That'd be the wing that we never had in New Orleans. We never had a wing here. That's true. Since we since Mashburn. Mashburn's the last wing we had. Big facts. We was trying to put Morris Peterson there, Ponzi Wells. We had old uh, Pager for uh, a little Posey, bit. Posey. Yeah. Pager. Like, we never had a wing, though. We never. have we've been running each one more at the wing. And he a two. He's a one. He's a glo- uh, if, if he's a two. two. Yeah. He's six three. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Darius Miller, the closest thing we got to a wing. And he's just spot up. And he's just spot up. Big fan. He's not even three and D. He's just spot up. Okay. More is more D. My question to you is then. I like the Knicks. I like the Knicks. Go, but go. Nick Knicks not number one to me. Okay. Number one gotta be Boston. Boston. Boston gotta be number one. But does Boston send us Brown and Tatum? See, I'm okay with Smart and Tatum. Because I'm not going to ask for Brown. I feel like Brown and Tatum are the same player. Me they too. They play the same. I feel like they play the same position. But I feel like Tatum can play more four and I think than, get, than Brown can play four. Brown, I, Brown not a four at all. And Brown's I think you a two and a three. Brown playing two as well. But you get it with Tatum playing two, three, or four. Facts. Big facts. And that's why. Because he's going to defend the wing. And that's why, that's why I'm saying. I, I love Tatum, dog. I feel like Tatum going to be a star. Dog. Like a star star. <laughs> yes. Like I seen it in the playoffs last year. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, everybody jumped off the Tatum bandwagon this, this year because I'm like, y'all stupid. Yo, it's Kyrie. He, bro, he basically put the team on his back. Him and Al Hoffer. Yep. And imagine and him. He was 18 years old. Him and Zion growing together. That's a that's a duo. Bro. That's a Imagine duo. that. That's a duo. With a vet that's locked in. We got a vet that's locked in and Drew. Set and the if culture. Drew ain't feeling it, we ship Drew out too. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say with the young thing with the New York thing. <laughs> because Drew. As much as I, I love him being our franchise Tatum guy, been the playoff, Tatum got what about thirty playoff games on his belt? Yeah, took Cleveland to seven. He did took the King, and he dropped twenty eight in, in the game seven and, and dunked on him. I know in everybody game seven that poster. Like let's not forget, it came down to a five point game in the game seven to go to the finals. This Boston season this year was an anomaly because everybody was upset. Everybody was mad at Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie and Hayward. Kyrie is an alienator. Yep, and Hayward. I always thought that. Hayden, Hayward, even before the injury, wasn't good for Boston. I never felt like he was the right fit for Boston. Yeah. He, I feel like he, if he would have stayed, well, Mitchell wouldn't be what Mitchell is in, in Utah if, if Hayward would have been there. He should have went with Oladipo when, instead of going to Boston with that free agency stuff. He should have went to Indiana. You think so? That's his home place. Him and it him, is. Him and, him and Oladipo running that, he could have been a good two. Yeah. And now with Tatum. He would have slid right in where Paul George was at. Exactly. The three. Like. And he got size on him now. He's different. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And but I, I don't know, man. I just feel like I always knew Tatum was the best player in that draft coming out. I knew that for yeah. a fact. I liked him out of Duke, man. I loved him. Wasn't he Was he rookie of the year last year? I, no, he, no. Mitchell. No, was, Mitchell. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It was Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, man. Ben Simmons. Okay. Now, let's put them on the board. Let's put Philly on the board. You think Philly would do it? I think Philly would do it. Ooh. I think Philly would do it. What do you think? With Ben, with us for AD, I Ben for AD. Ben, oh. Ben and some picks. 
Yeah, they gotta give a lot of picks. And I see. Okay, well, if you and if uh, you like uh, the Ben uh, thing, uh, Zaire Smith. I like the Denver thing more than bit with more than Philly. Denver not gonna happen. They they say Denver <laughs> Denver might do it. You think so? Give it a, Who they, would they send us though? Michael Porter Jr. Okay, we gotta know. We, we gotta make sure he can play. Yeah, though. we. That's the chance if he we can take. play. That's what. I, that's the chance we take. If he can play, <laughs> that dude is a Dirk Nowinski, <laughs> T Mac. Yeah, hybrids. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. That that dude. You get Monte Morris or you get Harris or or both. Honestly, and yeah. then if they need that to, team is a little bit more grown, but I feel like Harrison drew the same player. See, that's the thing. That's that's why I would ask for Murray, but I don't think they would send Murray. Hell no. Yeah, I don't see him sending Murray, Murray. on the cusp of being an us dog. We missed. We messed up. We because we could have got Murray. We sure could have got Murray. We took Buddy. <laughs> we but Buddy on the cusp of being an all star too. You think he gonna make it? Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. I'm not gonna hit on Buddy. Twenty two points a game last season. He did do well for Sacramento. He really him did. and De'Aaron they about to start something, man. Him and Marvin Bagley the, the third. third. Yeah, I like Marvin. Like if Phoenix looked dumb for that draft last year. Not only did they pass up on Luca, Marvin looked like he killing Aiden. But right no, now. Aiden. Aiden had a great year. 18 and 12? Yeah. Phoenix I, just junk. Yeah. <laughs> the coaching just junk. It got to be. The players are there. That's true. Bro, the players but are But they did mess up. They messed up on the Bender draft. Bender he, was terrible. They messed up. Marcus still, Chris was meh. They traded. They gave up on Chris fast. And I don't think Josh Jackson going. Josh Jackson can't get his mind right. And what is, Josh Jackson don't have a position. Yeah. Because he, he can't shoot. Is he shoot? a three? Is, is he, he a two? two? Way playing is he Michael Kidd Gilchrist? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is he? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Michael Kidd Michael Kidd Gilchrist is a great comp for Josh Jackson. Yes, because like that's what he's looking like right now. Yes, like, and then they drafted, they got a boy out of Villanova, who's mm, the same. He's Mikael Br- Bridges, but Bridges is a shooter. Yeah, Bridges started. Bridges was starting last year over Jackson. That's true. And they moved Booker to the one. They need a point guard bad. Bad. They gave up on Tyler Eulis. Big time. And they left. They traded Brandon Knight. But that's after they had Bledsoe, Isaiah. They had three Dragic. of them. They didn't know what to do. They had no idea what to do. Four of them. Yeah. <laughs> but to, Okay, so if, let's say, the meeting went well, AD running back, my only thing is he got to sign the extension. It can't be no just let's try it. He got to re-up right Because if, if he don't re-up, what's to say he play that year and then just be like, deuces? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, but we already But it's cool though Because We got Zion okay. Because that's where The number one pick Comes into play Alright So so you okay with Running it back Make the playoffs I'm I'm cool with giving it One year Okay Like I, I, I'm i cool with giving it One year Toronto did it Yeah they doing it They're Actually they're doing it Yeah and it's paying off Right now If Zion gonna be Who we think Zion gonna be It could work No I, I definitely think we better than Portland. And Portland made it to the Western Conference Finals. Come on now. now yeah, no, I, I definitely look what we think... look what we did Denver this season. No. Look what the Pelicans did Denver this season. Yeah. We beat Denver three times. That's big facts. So, no, I'm with you. And, and I think Houston done. That Chris Paul. That, giving Chris James Paul Hart, that much money? Yeah, that was, was a mistake. And, and then now he got beef with James. You think so? They got beef? That's what they said. The report came out on ESPN. And they talking about the Lakers. the Lakers' big move is they're going to trade for Chris Paul. We'll see. Which would be the dumbest thing in America taking well, that contract. Like I said, LeBron needs a shooter. Lakers have the room to absorb that contract, though. Yeah, they do. That's that's their max player. I feel like Kawhi stays in Toronto. I hope he does. I, I feel like he stays in Toronto. What do you think happens this, this series with the finals? Toronto, 6-2. Ooh, I mean, uh, Toronto, 4-2. Ooh, that's hot. That's, that's hot off the... Pr- Look, 
I want him to win. I really do. Like, this is the first time I'm pulling against the Warriors in the past couple years. Because I, I never... I, once Bron left Miami, I ain't pulled for Bron. Now, I know you say the regular season and the playoffs don't really equal out. But I feel like, dog, they whipped their ass in the season when they played them. You don't think this is a new... New, new field With the ramp State. plan They beat them by 25 You don't think they hyped up? Nah, cause, cause they trying to prove KD, they don't need him They could do that Kawhi animal, bro yeah, No, I know I like Kawhi literally. Give me dog. one player on Golden State Who can check him Nobody, nobody. Yeah, Iggy And he can check all of them And the thing is if, <laughs> How healthy is Iggy? Now, if Boogie come back You think that make a difference? That makes a difference because Gasol got abused by Embiid that is true. I feel true. like Embiid don't have the footwork that Boogie got. That's true. How healthy is that though? I don't know, but I just feel like Boogie. I feel like Boogie don't have Boogie have a different, a better game than Embiid. To no, me. I'm with. No, no, I, I'm just being a basketball person watching it. I feel like Boogie has a better lie. game when Boogie is on. He on. He on. And and if you ask me, I was talking about this with our sports show person. I was uh, shout out to Charles. I was talking with him about this. I like Jokic more than Embiid. Off Jokic made first team. He did. I like Jokic. That, cra- that that was crazy to me. I like I, him. I, I like Jokic. Jokic is nice. He does more. I feel like Embiid was first team this year. Embiid was third in the league in scoring, bro. Yeah. No, I, I, I And feel he made you. all defense. No, I feel you on that. He definitely had a better year. I'm just talking about the, like, the, the player like going he, forward. How does he make first team on NBA? He should have got it. No, I'm with you. He should have got it. How does Kawhi not make all first team defense? He Oh, well, not defense. He probably should have. Kawhi, the, bro. The argument they say is he ain't play enough. Play like... They what? said he because he missed twenty something, thirty something games. Because he didn't play back to backs. That's yeah. the only reason why. So you still so he's gonna put on second team. If that if that's the case, huh, does that make him less of a defender? Look, no, you're right because I think Drew should have made first team Drew, too. Why? You gonna you tell me Marcus Smart? We talking about missing time? Yeah. <laughs> you gonna tell me Marcus Smart? You <laughs> right? And 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 and, and Bledsoe are better defenders than Drew Holiday? No, I agree with you. Nobody I, checked James Harden like Drew like Holiday. Drew Holiday checked James Harden. You remember that stretch when he shut down James? Damien Booker was highlighting. <laughs> yeah, like, he had a he had a run where he, he was shut dropping everybody. everything yeah, up. Yeah, no, he really was. <laughs> like at that point, he was defensive player of the year candidate. Like, and when we played Golden State. He checked KD in the playoffs. That was in he the checked post, KD locking him up, trying at least. He giving up six inches. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Drew the man, bro. That's why I'm so excited to see. What he we, giving up what six inches and arm length. That's why I want the Boston thing because I think that's we, why Kawhi, dog. He talk. Yeah, no, he the man. But Tatum is damn near is about the same height as Durant. That's what I'm. That's he's what I'm a puppy, dog. He's a puppy. I, I think Drew will stay with Tatum. I think they could get it done. And he's I, a puppy, I, but yeah. he's a playoff experience puppy. And I think I think look, you had Tatum, Zion, Drew. Give me a Marcus Smart. We fill out that team with shooters and whatever we can get. Bruh. That's a playoff. Te- that's a playoff team. Tatum might be a shooter one day. We don't even know. Yeah, because who the first option on that team? I, I mean, you think it's Drew, but Drew. But Drew Drew off the ball though. Yeah, and that's what Tatum would have to develop into the closer. Drew off the ball, but Frank Jackson might become the Frank Jackson that we thought he was going to be coming out of Duke. Draft, yeah, that's you know, possible. Now that he got all his Duke boys with him, I don't know, man. Frank and, Frank, that that injury was weird. He missed that whole year. He did, and he came back, and he had some he had some spurts last year where he was like you could see it and be like that March. Oh, when you can see this, yeah, you can see this kid. This kid can do something. When he, when he got to March, he was killing. He was killing. Okay, we talked Pellies. Yeah. We got we got that out of the way. The Saints. Yeah. Big year for us. Huge. Big year coming up. Huge. Expectations. You think that's going to hurt us? What, what you feeling on the Saints? I feel like... Because that's what the, a lot I of fans have been telling The you. Saints lived up to every last expectation that was placed on them last season. Yeah, they, they did. They did, bro. 
They really they, did. They did, uh. Yeah, we got we got screwed. What, 13 and 3? <laughs> yeah, no. This got, is the best team the Saints had since 09. And I, I mean not 09. Uh the two thousand remember the two thousand thirteen Saints was it thirteen? When Jimmy Graham went crazy. Oh, I mean that out. team was just a eleven. I think it was the, the, the 2011. It might have been knocked 11. out by the 49ers, remember? Yeah, when he lost to Kaepernick. Yep. That team. That team was cold. Was cold. I think it was 12. 11. Yeah, Super yeah. Bowl 12. Yeah, but 11. yeah, 11 was the team. Because Super Bowl was, was, was here, right? I Baltimore so. and. Uh, Baltimore and. Uh, yeah, Baltimore. Yep, cap. Ba- ba- yep, cap and. Uh, In ba- yeah. Yeah, life went out. Beyonce. Yep. So. I'm looking at it like this. They lived up to every expectation. They did. Kamara, Thomas, they're only getting older. I mean, like, like they were young, like really, yeah. really young. Nice on them. They still in their first contract as young. You know what I'm saying? They playing for it. Yeah, so this is, I'm looking at like Drew on his last year of his deal. Yeah. But you read up Bridgewater. I like that. I like that too. You, I think Marcus Davenport is about to be a monster. I'm with you on that too. He's a, you got to get these dudes time. People want these dudes coming out being Reggie White out the gate. That ain't happening. Yeah. It, I mean, unless they're on like a junk team and they could shine. Yeah, big fact. You got to think the person on the other side of him is all pro. Perennial. Yeah. All pro. Outside of J.J. Watt, there's nobody as consistent as fucking Cam. Cam. Yeah, Cam killing. Cam is consistent. That's why I, he don't get enough pull. Even if he's not hitting the quarterback, he's getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Cam is unblockable. And one of the best leaders in the league. And if he feel like he got to step back and jump and put his hands up and catch something or bat something down, he he doing that too. Yep. So you got to think what Davenport got on side of him. Then in the middle, Rankins played like the first round pick what we thought he was going to do last year. Rankins could have been a – why was Rankins not a pro bowler last year? That's true. Now they jumped us on pro bowlers. They did. Kamara had 20 touchdowns and didn't make the pro bowl. He was an alternate. That's true. Like what? Yep. And now it's on – no more they put Bishop. Saquon Barkley in over Kamara. They did. They did put young Saquon in there. Not not to knock on Saquon, but he didn't have the year Kamara had. No. <laughs> that's arguable. Yeah, no, I feel you. Look on it, a playoff on a team that's thirteen and three, the number one seed. I'm with you. It's now with no Mark Ingram. It's on him. But you got Latavius Murray, you got younger. Yeah, you you got him. You got him there to back him up, and we just signed and Buck. bigger. That dude, hey, that dude's six three, and we signed Buck Allen today. Oh yeah, yeah. I ain't even hear that. So that's another one we. And you bought in a new t- a tight end, the best tight end you didn't have since Jimmy Graham. Yep, Jared Cook. You bought Jared block. Cook and Cook block catch fast, do, do it all. That's gonna be cool. And I like the guy you drafted out of Notre Dame. I think he's gonna make the team. Yeah, the safety out of Florida, Cole. How he fell to the Saints, I don't know. Yeah, Chauncey Gardner. Chauncey Gardner, bro. Kill it. How did he fall? But. Good thing for us. Good thing. My question to you is, because I, I, I. He got to be better than Cole, man. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> Look, I think we're going to make a good run this year. I'm not going to. The expectations Super Bowl are, are nuts. Yeah, like, we're a blown call away from the Super, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. And, and the it, Super Bowl was trash. And if you ask me. The worst Super Bowl of all time. We would have won that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, for sure. If we would have whooped their ass. If that New England team would have showed yeah, up. Uh-huh. A 13 point New England team? Yeah, if that team would have we would have whooped that ass. Yeah. Big facts. A 13 point New England team? That's crazy. And and so. My, but the Rams, high powered offense, couldn't get more than three points. Not, not, and it's a shame. So, I, I've been preparing Saints fans for this for a while. Because I always say this every time we talk about our three. And when you ask me who the three is, it's Lattimore, 
it's Kamara and it's Thomas. Yeah, hell yeah. So all three contracts coming up. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if we keep. What's going up. to help the Saints is the running the running back scale. Kamara not making the Pro Bowl. That's true. That's what's going to help. But he's going to put his numbers up against everybody else's, and they're going to fix his numbers and say if he would have been the workhorse. This is what he could have did. Yeah. Which I feel like he could be a workhorse. No lie. We gonna see. But also, I feel like as far as catching and running, he's super productive. He kill it. He yeah. returns sometimes. He had a different option than other people. Yeah. So I feel like, and by him being a, a, a third round pick, his contract comes up earlier. That is true. Michael Thomas. You get an option. You you get an option on him for the fourth year because he's a second round pick. Yeah, that's so you're gonna pick up his option, of course. And Lattimore, the, the first pick. You get a, you get him for five years. That's true. That before is he true. can touch free agency, I forgot Lattimore. We got him for five. five. Being a first round pick, guaranteed four, then an option for the fifth. That's true. The team he's a two time Pro Bowler, so the team's not going to decline. His yeah, option. no, we got to pay him. That's but what you're going to pay him, but you can franchise him two times also. That's so that's seven years. Yeah. If you want to go that route. Yeah, if you want to franchise. But the way that cornerback's getting paid right now, the dude's the dude in Miami just broke the bank. Seventy something. What do you got? What do you got? Some eighty million? It something was crazy? Sixty six guarantee? And then wide receivers getting Michael Thomas gonna break the bank. That's up, what I'm saying. He, he gonna he, flip the bank upside down. I know he wanted. He, he gonna power bomb the if bank. If you fo- if you follow him on Twitter, oh, he won his break. Yeah, <laughs> he putting the eyes on the everybody contract. Whoever gets a new contract, he gonna tweet the eyes to him. <laughs> no, I'm just like the Saints fans see this, like, and it's like nobody's more productive than him. So the Saints will want to get another receiver on the side of him to cut that production. <laughs> yeah, but Drew, but Drew is comfortable throwing to him. He's gonna get paid. The Saints never really paid a wide receiver before. That's his question. Who we pay out of the three? All three. You, you think we get all three? We pay all three. Okay. Because if Drew isn't your quarterback anymore, Bridgewater's your quarterback. Bridgewater's not a Mac quarterback. That's true. And if we draft one. Bridgewater, like, he'll, if he's a starter, he'll be like 15, 20, like 15, 20 million. Now, I know that sounds crazy, and you say that's not Max, but Aaron, you got Aaron Rodgers out here getting 33 Man. a year. And you got Russell Wilson. Getting thirty five, breaking the bank, yeah. And I feel like he got he deserved every dollar. No, me too. One every of, dollar, yeah, because he gave him a deal the first time. And without without him, he that was, team his, is trash. His contract was a deal. No, it was. His, the, his, that eighty five million that they got him on the first time was a was a was deal. A steal. And yo, he put his sexy voice on for Sierra, bro. That yeah. shit was hilarious. <laughs> thirty four mil. Go Wait, what he, what, he, what they gave him? What the guarantee was like one one oh seven? It was, it was it, high. The guarantee was in a one one hundred something guarantee. Yeah, it was crazy. He, he's a quarterback, so quarterbacks see all their money. But he deserved it because if not, he was gonna go to New York. Yeah, he was gonna leave. He was gonna go to New York. Yeah. So I could have seen that. I could see him going Jacksonville somewhere. Some, some somewhere doing but, something for for his squad. So yeah. So th- that answers that question. Super Bowl. It would be nice to get it back in Miami where we won it in 09. Yeah. Get I that, think I think I think the Saints. This is my wild prediction. Saints made the Super Bowl, win it, drew right out on the white horse. That's what I. Ho- that's what needs to be. He needs to. Just, this is last year. Just roll out, get the Peyton treatment. Yeah, and, I feel like, but Drew, but but Peyton had a broke neck his last year. Yeah, and Drew not gonna be like that. Drew by the Drew damn Drew finished second in MVP last year. And he's and salty Drew, about about Brady getting it at forty one. And he's looking at how Brady looking. Yeah. And he's like, I know what I gotta do with my body. 
Exactly. Get it right. Exactly. So I don't think Drew gonna go nowhere no time soon. And I think if the Saints would love to have him going forward. I think Bridgewater like the situation that he's in. Yeah, he do. You know what I'm saying? But if we get Drew back, he gotta give us a deal. It's time. You can't cut no more. You can't cut no deals though. But he can't get no more big Not checks. the kind of production he putting up. I mean, he's not going to get Russell Wilson type money. He can't keep getting because. But do you feel like David Carr should make more money than Drew Brees? No. But at 43, 44, can I, can I justify paying Drew Brees all that money? When I got to pay my three horses who get him there? I don't know. I, that's, a, that's, that's a decision we about to get to. Mickey Loomis do some amazing things, but that's going to be rough. That's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but it's doable. The Cowboys got the same problem. Yeah, they they in a pickle right now because Dak Prescott. Saints still got to pay Cam Jordan too. He said he gonna take the team friendly deal. I think he will. Team friendly, but he still got to be in the top five. He gonna he's he's gonna be one to be in the top five defensive ends. Be number five, hand in the ground. Yeah, he could be number five, number six. He's gonna want his bread. Yeah, he gonna be like, what's the Davion Clowney guy? I'm, I got. I'm, he, gonna I like, see. he gonna be like my numbers, the Davion Clowney numbers. No, I feel you. All pro, but I think I think pro he gonna win a Super Bowl. I think so too, but I think he wants that bread too. You gotta think, man. You can't get. But he come from money though. That's what football is different than basketball. Everybody, in basketball, you well, can pay all these people. In basketball, a lot of those basketball players, well, most football players come from a little change. Looking at it, not I want to say most, but some of them, the way it is now, they come because these are the next generation of people who dads played. Yeah. A lot of these basketball cats, they coming from the straight AAU circuit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is their ticket. This That's is their chance getting, to getting, punch they, it. They getting their bread. Yeah. They getting their money. And they yeah. Not, they not taking football, no team deals. Football different. Football football, a little bit different, man. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. So, we talk Saints. We got Pellies. What you feeling these, about, about the about the hip-hop scene in all of these, these days? You, 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 in the, you up to date on yeah. the New Orleans I'm rappers? actually hosting the Blue and Exile show tomorrow. Real? Yeah, we got Blue and Exile coming to New Orleans. That's I'm gonna hosting be, that. That's going to be Liddy. Yeah. Yo, because that's something I see. I want to ask you how you feel about this, because this is something I noticed. Yeah. Because me and him, were, me and she were looking at this today. There's not many concerts that come through to New Orleans no more. It's not, not like, like it used to be. Not like talking about. Like, I remember... Drake used to come every time he had an album. Yeah. Now sometimes. Well, he didn't tour for Scorpion though. Not yet. He hasn't toured for Scorpion. Yeah, yet. he went. He went overseas. Yeah. He so Scorpion overseas. hasn't toured. It's gonna come. Drake not gonna miss New Orleans. But uh, but you but you get. But what I know I get the gist. I get the gist. I get the gist. Because sometimes Wayne don't even hit New Orleans. Wayne, don't, yeah, exactly. And then most of the young most of the young boys go to Houston. Yeah. Or they go to uh, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, we had the baby last week. Um, I know we getting Anderson Pack soon. Yeah, cause see, yeah, we getting Pack. Yeah, Pack Pack is different though, but I don't I don't think we gonna get Tyler. See, that's what I'm saying. But we did get Tyler that one time. Him and with, Rocky with, in that Buku joint that he did. Yeah, Buku. But uh, but after that, when he came back, him and Rocky when they did Champion Square. True, that is true. Um, matter of fact, just speaking of side note, Igor is fire. Kill. You like it, Igor? I thought fly. I thought Flower Boy was some of the hardest shit I've heard. Real. Igor harder than Flower Boy. See, I love Igor. I fell off on Flower Boy because I love Cherry Bomb. Bruh. I might have to go back Flower to Flower Boy. Flower Boy some of the hardest shit, bro. He was in a different state when he, did fly, when he did Flower Boy. And this Igor shit? That Igor, is, that, sh- that shit tough. Bro. He on his Pharrell shit. Man, what? He killing. He on some other shit. Yeah, no. I can't even compare him to nobody right now with that shit. He killing. I can't compare him to nobody with that Igor shit. But the New Orleans scene, though, I love New Orleans hip-hop, man. I love it. Jay Jones killing it. He just dropped that new mixtape. Jay Jones. Late Nights. Late Nights. 
early mornings. That joint is fire. Every song is the time, you know, yeah. or leading up to, to it. Leading up to late night, yeah. No, I, I fuck. Shout with out that. to Spitter because Spitter didn't put his hands on the Nola scene, and he brings some rappers along. What he did for the four twenty joint at the House of Blues, yeah, and it sold big. out. That was big, bro. I got a. I'm a rapper. I got a sold out show at the House of Blues. That's big. I'm from New Orleans. I got a sold out show at the House of Blues. Spitter on four twenty. Spitter biggest concert of the year. Yep, that's and huge. I'm on it. Spitter got LG now. LG with Spitter and LG, a well all machine that Spitter getting his hands on. That's true. He got TY. He got fucking Gus. He let Gus hit it. He let Sleazy hit it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and Show all of them dope. Yeah. They all killing. You dig? So, chasing cash, putting Always his hands good. on the scene. Yep. Chasing my bro. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother. Chase putting his hands on the scene. What Alfred Banks is doing right now is oh. crazy. He about to do his 10-year anniversary show in June. Um, who else? It's just a lot of smoke out there right now, dog. Pascal been dropping crazy shit. Pascal been going crazy. Yep. Him and Cole and Merck. On the backpacker side, Pell been doing this thing. Pell, man, Pell. Yep. Bro, the beautiful, the, that shit Pell put out. Cole. Cole. Ice cold, no facts. Cole. Everybody doing songs with bounce beats on them now. G-Eazy like the new bounce rapper. <laughs> G-Eazy like the new bounce rapper. I accept it for him. Because he got two bounce songs out right now. Yeah, he do. He got the wobble up. Yeah. And the throw fits. Juvie got a resurgence going right now. Juvie is in a resurgence right now. I, I, I saw you on your uh, IG jamming some Juvie the other yeah. day. Juvie on a resurgence right now. Juvie, the album he dropped with him and Baby. That's that shit true. hard. Yeah, it is. That gave me the, ni- that gave me the 99 feel. Mm-hmm. You that did? was tough. Yo, okay, so I'm gonna say some names and I wanna see what them names mean to you. Okay. Soldier Slim. Legend. Legend. Well, explain. Soldier Slim a legend because Soldier Slim had a style that had never been heard before. Never been seen before. Everything about Soldier Slim from the way he walked, from the way he dressed, from the way he talked. It was a the epitome of a new what you think of Uptown New Orleans. True to oh, himself. Reeboks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It is. <laughs> a jersey, rag around his head. Whatever the case may be, he was Soldier Slim. Yeah. You dig? You, you looked at him and like, oh, that's Soldier Slim. So that's the legend of Soldier Slim. Then you go to the music and I'm listening to the music and the production that he had. Soldier Slim had a song like that KLC made the track for. Well, all he did was, all he had on there was gunshots. <laughs> all different type of gunshots. 22s, Max, 9s. Like, KLC made a beat out of all gunshots. Crazy. And he and Soldier Slim rapped on it like it was a a drum and a hi hat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Legend. So, yeah. Give me some more names. I like that. I like New Orleans. That. New Orleans. Beautiful place. Resilient. Strong. A good time. A natural good time. No place like it. You dig? Um get a bad rap. We definitely get a bad rap for murder and crime. But it's a small city also. So people on top of each other. You got people around each other who are not used to being around each other. And that's what's hurting it. But outside of that, New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans got something to say. New Orleans got something to say, dog. It, New Orleans is on fire right now, bro. Really a lot of eyes are on New Orleans. Comedy scene is on fire. The rap scene is on fire. The 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 party scene, the models and all that kind of shit, it's popping on the low key. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff coming out of New Orleans. A lot of creators are coming out of New Orleans right now. 
And it's just dope It's no, just it fire Good time Yeah Comedy 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 is, is, is Comedy is, is Is my bread and butter right now I've been doing a lot of writing and stuff I've always been doing a lot of writing But I'm always going to be writing But right now Comedy for me Is at a, at, is at a Is at a boiling point Like it's hot yeah. Like right now It's like It's 350 right now Yeah I say by August It's going to be at 400 degrees Comedy, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, comedy crazy. I didn't die to hell. Yeah, bro, when I saw him with the blood, I was like, oh, look at him. A lot of people, like, oh, you know, I'm getting a lot of shit for it. But at the same time, you know, I like it. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Nobody not doing it like this. Ain't no comedian saying, man, let me dye my hair blonde. No, that's some. Not no black one. No, that's some sports. That's sports. Rappers. Yeah. Singers. Athletes, yeah, that's that. Not the dudes off media, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. them dudes, you know the Golden Lords. You know what I'm saying? The big facts. Yeah, so man, I had to do it. Had to do. I it. felt like I needed something. Well, get the people talking. No, and it did. I got too much going on. I got too much shit dropping. Everything dropping was hot. When I dropped, when I first dropped the Comedy Money flyer, people went nuts. They was like, "This shit hard." No. You know where I get that from? Muhammad Ali Sports Illustrated cover, with the money. Real. That's what that is, comedy money. Good pullback. Then, with the cash money then joint. with the cash money joint, with the comedy money, you yep. know what I'm saying? Everybody know that one. Yeah. Then, like everything. Then I drop with the hair, the look. Everything's just crazy. Everything crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing regular. So I'm, I'm just trying to, trying to get, keep get it to I'm the, trying to get everything. To the as I told you, everything gonna be hard. You know what I'm saying? Whether they talking about me good or bad, they talking. Blueface got bad talk all the way to a world tour. No big facts. Yo, that thing he only got one song. Blueface got bad talk to a world tour, and it's crazy because I wasn't even on Tatiana like that. I was on like, uh, oh uh, damn, I'm finna fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Bro, I'm that's when I that first. Shit. That's when I first heard of the cat. I was like, who is this nigga rapping off beat? Blueface baby Yeah I'm Harry Woman's fantasy <laughs> <laughs> That's just hilarious Got another one for you Movies Like as far as me being in them Just what it mean I'm, I'm just saying what, what, what you Okay what you, movies My next That's my next phase I think I think movies is my next phase Now don't get me wrong I've been in about six movies But I think Like starring in movies Is my next phase Hold on That's, that's my a, next phase That's the goal for Yeah For sure I want Alright I got I got two more I'm cool Two three more I'm cool with it Lil Wayne Goat Oh no Lil Wayne Goat Goat Straight up No, Nothing else to be said Best Goat I'm with you He my, he my goat I always argue with the whole thing Goat Yeah No I'm with you Wayne the goat New Orleans Saints On the verge On, on the verge They're on the verge of something special 100%. Could have been a dynasty, really. Yeah, big time. Had it. Had Could a have chance. been a dynasty. Big time. And the final one, I'm going to say, Mark Caesar. Growing. I like that. Growing. Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. You know what I'm saying? That, that skin getting tougher. Bruh. You dig? Feel you. That skin getting tougher. We all got our weak spots. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to eliminate mine. I'm just trying to own them. Keep them up front. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to own them. 
100 percent. I, f- I feel that. You can tell, man. Skin looking clear. You come and get facials. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, look at the boy. The boy looking good these shining, days. Shining, 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 shining. <laughs> yeah. All of this winning. One hundred percent. Tell the people. Where they can find Comedy Money Again tell them where they can find you On social media Okay you can find comedy on Gumroad.com That's G-U-M R-O-A-D Gumroad.com Search Hit the comedy tab And search Mark Caesar That's Caesar Like the salad dressing Not the club And I'm gonna come up That's C-A-E-S-A-R Look it up man Um, Also um, You can follow me on Twitter At PissYoPants1 That's P-I-S-S-Y-O Pants The number one and you can find me on Instagram at Mark underscore Caesar. I don't think I ever asked you what, where you got the name Pishy Pants from. The Pishy Pants started off as a nickname. Okay. My dude L, L Williams, who puts the toys, who puts the shows together and stuff. L been with me. Me and L been doing Sound Clash together since 2008. Okay. So we coming on 11 years of working together. Real. And uh, we uh, he was like, man, dude, Pishy Pants funny. <laughs> and his nickname just stuck. It just went. Yeah. Real. And then G DJ GQ came up with Team Pisher Pants. That's my bro, DJ GQ. So it worked, nah, cause yeah, nah, that's true, man. You be, you make niggas laugh when you want to piss themselves. Yeah, it's just hilarious. Yeah, one hundred. Y'all make sure y'all go follow the boy Mark Caesar. Make sure it look. Comedy money, the best comedy special I've seen all year. The best comedy special I've seen in a long, long time. This one, this one go, man. Like, for real, for real. This one go. And I, and y'all know I'm not stamping nothing unless I think it go. And this comedy money go. Y'all go make sure y'all check that out. But thank you, Mark, for coming on the pod. Thank we, y'all we, for having me, man. I'm telling y'all, look, man. That comedy money, bro. It's the hardest thing out. Ain't nothing on Netflix right now fucking with that comedy no, money. I promise no. you. I Big, promise you. That's the truth. And you know we're going to have to get you back once we figure out what's going on with these pellies and these yeah, shades. Yeah, see, bro. We're going to see. Even if y'all got to pull out on me with the equipment, wherever we at, on we my boat, my tour bus or whatever, it don't matter. We're going to be there. I, last night, I think y'all dipped, but I bought the Sprinter out at the... Oh, no, yeah. see, the Sprinter got there before we, before we, was, before we did. Before y'all dipped? Yeah, yeah, I had to bring the Sprinter out and shit like that. No, so, <laughs> no that, was, that was fine. <laughs> That's some fine shit, yo. The boy. But yeah, no. Yeah. Shout out to Mark Caesar, man. Thank you for coming on the pod. We truly appreciate it. Now let's get back to you, Lennon and Schubert, for Bros Who Ball. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It is time for the final segment of this pod. As always, Bros Who Ball. And joining me back from the first section of the pod, my co-host of Bros Who Ball, Mr. Adam Shuby. Shuby, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Lyndon. Man, that interview with Mark Caesar was dope. He's hilarious. Our, that special was awesome. I hope that everyone goes out and check it, checks it out. I hope it makes it out to the wider masses, whether it's on Amazon or Netflix or something. He is a hilarious guy. Can't well, wait to see really what he does is. next. Exactly, huh? and when he when he does something next, you know he's gonna come on the pod and tell us about it. I I love interviewing Mark because we get to we do it in New Orleans. We always see him, and he comes through and shows nothing but love. And he's a good dude, man. So for be sure. sure you guys to check out Comedy Money on Gumroad. But also joining us for this week's segment of of Bros Who Binge, our NBA analyst, our basketball analyst, our guy Justin Baptiste. Justin, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, man. It's it's the finals. The finals is is finally here. So. I'm ready to get into it. No, I'm 100%. doing great, man. That's, I'm doing great. 
Glad to have you on as always. So this week, as you guys know, it's the NBA Finals. We're doing an NBA Finals preview. But before we get to that, we have a special second interview this week with Eddie Bansky Gonzalez. I got Bansky. You know him before he's come on this podcast, formerly of Revolt, formerly of uh, USA Today. I got came on the pod to talk. Nothing but the playoffs. We talked about the Lakers, LeBron. We talked about his bet, the best stories from the playoffs, the worst stories from the playoffs. And we talked about the finals as well as we got into a little bit of Nipsey Hustle. So let's start off Bros Who Ball with this special interview with Bansky. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And look, I know it is time for Bros Who Ball. And we, I'm super, super excited to bring on this week's guest for Bros Who Ball. But I had to do something a little special because... This guest is from the West Coast, so we might be talking about some other topics besides just sports, but you know what? It's a podcast. Y'all bear with us. And with that being said, we have on today's show my guy, returning guest, Mr. Eddie Bansky-Gonzalez. How you doing? How you doing, B-Man? I'm good, man. How about you? Doing well, man. Glad to have you back on the pod. It's been a minute since the last time we talked. A yeah. lot of things have changed. I feel like the last time we talked, LeBron wasn't a Laker. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. I think it was the. I think it might have been the playoffs last year. Yeah. Maybe before that. So he like, wasn't. A lot has changed. A lot. <laughs> a lot has changed, man. But before we even get into any of that, because I got to talk to you about about your boy Brian, and and got to talk about some of the things going on, getting ready for free agency. But before any of that, I know that you're a West Coast guy, and you big big in the West Coast, big big in hip hop. That's how we we started talking about getting through through hip hop and everything. And I want to ask you, we lost a true, I don't want to just say soldier, but a true legend and someone that meant so much to this culture this year with losing Nipsey Hussle. And being that I'm from the South and I and I talked about it, but I, I like to ask people questions who know more than me and who are more knowledgeable. And I, and I love to hear things when I, because I know when I'm dumb. And, and for, <laughs> for, for a Southern man to talk about West Coast hip hop and to, to really to really relate it to, to the people, they can't do it quite well. So I want to know from your perspective, what did that loss mean to not only hip hop but to the West Coast? And just give me your thoughts on the past and the nip. Well, my thing from the gate was that he was so authentic in who he was and representing the West Coast. I think that's why I heard like, you know, we know a guy. Who, who talks like Nip, who sounds like Nip, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I was alive when Pac passed. I was I was like 10, 11 years old, so it, it didn't hit as much. It was a little different, but I remember people being like really hurt by that, and that's how it was with Nipsey's because, you know, he just represented us to the fullest in, in, in every way. You know, he represented the West Coast in every way. You know, Nipsey, Nipsey liable to show up something wearing Dickies and Chucks. Like, you yeah. know, that was, that was his steez, so... You know, it just hurt to lose. He's one of the few people that, like, almost 100% approval rating, too. Like, even with yeah. Kendrick, it's like Kendrick might go a little too artsy for some people. You know what I mean? And, like, if we got a bunch of artists like that that's, like, maybe they get 85%. But Nipsey was, like, 99 Like, everybody just loved him. He, he could spit. Like, he could bar out with whoever. Like, I was talking one day. I don't think he's ever lost on a track. Like, the more I think about it. Uh, yeah, he, he, he killed Kendrick West on the track. But he also got real West Coast with it. And he also, you know, beyond that, he just represented so much. He was trying to empower people so much. And it's just a, it's just a crazy loss. And now it's it's been over a month, I think it's uh, been almost two months now. And it's still like, 
unbelievable. Like YG was just on the radio. Like I still can't believe it. Like I wake up every day and I'm, that doesn't make sense. Yo, and it, it was it, it was so senseless. Like you know, and people got to see it. Like literally see it, and it just it didn't make sense. So it's that, I mean, it's gonna linger for a long time. No, I, and that and that's what I was about to say. Like it's like what you said. We're two months out of it, and it's still even as someone who's just a fan of Nipsey, never met him, just listened to his music, really really liked it, and, and really loved his message. Every interview I would watch, just because he was always kicking game, it doesn't. It still doesn't feel real, and that's the crazy thing to me. It's like. We've seen deaths in hip hop come and go, and then like one month is it, it people mourn and whatnot, but and everything goes back to normal. It still doesn't feel like hip hop has gone back to normal, and I think that speaks on the impact and legacy of Nip. And it's like you said, what made me the most upset about the whole situation was the fact that everybody and their mom was video recording, everybody was putting him bleeding on it. I, I just thought all of that was senseless and unnecessary. It was, it was, man, and you know, um, eventually more will come out of the story. You know, they they had the running story that's been passed around, but you know, th- th- there's something to that. There's some, there's more to that, and who who knows what was going on with dude's head and all of that. But it's just senseless. And broad yeah. day, middle of the day, he's helping somebody out. You know, a place where he's supposed to feel safe, and you know, this just happens. You know, and you get this like it it unfolded on the internet. You know, it really did. And that's something yeah. that I think we got to learn. Or I, well, I, I, don't, well, I don't know, learn. I just think we're too far gone at this point. I feel like seeing murders and everything on the internet, that's, we shouldn't be able to, to see that. We're, we're 100% desensitized to this, and it's, it's dangerous, you know, and uh, not to go extra deep with it, but with the same thing when, when, when people are killed by the police. Like, we're so used to watching the police murder people who look like us. That we're desensitized. Like it's a new one every week, and it's a point where like we either don't watch them anymore, or just because we're mortified, or we're so used to seeing it, we just scroll right past it. Like oh, they did it again. Like yeah, you right. Goes, and it's it's that way for violence. Period. It's that way for murder. Period. Like we literally see this on our timelines on our phones every day, and so it's gross. It's nasty. Like it, no, it really is. It's sick, and it's like it's like what you said. The police thing. I'm 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 at the point to where it's like, yo, I'll watch it and everything. Or no, no, not 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 that I watch it. I'm gonna watch it just to see the injustice and see like, yo, are people gonna do something about it? But I, it, it, it it's almost to the point to where it's like, I know nothing's gonna happen, and it's like, man, it just it just hurts. I don't even feel like tweeting about it, arguing about it anymore. It's just like, how much longer do we have to go through this? Right, and that's the cold part, and and, and one of the. One of the the bigger ones as of late actually happened in Sacramento, where I'm from, um, Stephon Clark. And, you know, all of them are murky situations. All of them, you know, they're, they're all what they are. Uh, but the the hardest part about that and talking to people who were around it and, you know, n- not as close, not they weren't, I wouldn't call them family, but they knew the man. It's like the feeling that knowing nothing's going to happen, like nothing's going to change. And, even though we just watched, you know, our friend, our relative, our brother, or whoever get killed, like literally get killed, and and knowing nothing's gonna change, and knowing the sequence of events, like okay, first they're gonna smear him, okay, next they're gonna tell us the cop, you know, is such and such, and then eventually they're gonna say, you know, they were standing their ground, and eventually they were just defending themselves, and eventually they're not gonna get charged. Just knowing that that sequence of events is gonna happen, like at this point, that hurts the most. That hurts even yeah. more than watching the video. So. 
I don't know. It's 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 a long discussion, right? It's a lot to that. No, but, I feel you. You know, to bring it back to Nipsey, in a sense, we were desensitized, and 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 we knew there was going to be video, and there, there was video right away. Like people were tweeting, like, "Yo, Nipsey just got shot." Uh, I just seen it, and it's like what? And it's like if if that happened, we're gonna see the video, and then turn up this video, like they're doing CPR, and it's like whoa, like. But even then, like you're not you're shocked that it happened. You're not shocked that you could see this, like you, you're watching them pump on his chest. It's like I don't know. We're just desensitized to that kind of stuff, and we shouldn't be. Like you know, no, I that, agree with that's you. not normal. That's not, and I and we talked about this on our pod, not to not to linger on, but I it's just we talked about this on our pod like a couple weeks ago. I think it all started with us watching fight vids and we love, love, love the world star fight vids, but that has snowballed and spiraled to the point to where we're at now. And I just don't know how we either A, stop it, because I don't think it stops, or B, how do we fix it? I, I just don't know how we get from this point that we're at. I just feel like it's just going to progressively get even worse. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it goes back to way back, you know, like, I remember being younger and logging on to Rotten.com, like, hearing about that, like, what? They got what on there? And watching wild stuff on there, so yeah, uh, what's the website? E-bombs World, like, it, yeah, all kind of crazy. <laughs> so, so, you're absolutely right. Uh, but let's, let's uh, move, move forward. I want to ask you, before we get to hip, before we get to sports and everything, we've seen 2019 be, I won't say a, a dope year for music, but I, I said I think we've had some some good releases. Uh, we've had Igor. I like I like Q's release. I like Boogies. But uh, what's some of your favorite projects from this year, and what you think about hip hop so far in 2019? I was talking to somebody recently, and I was explaining like my musical taste at the moment are like as as like ignorant as it possibly can be for rap, <laughs> and then like. And then, like, when I hear people sing, I'm, I want them to be as sad as possible. Like, I, I don't want to hear, like, uh, Kaylani's album was, like, really bright and sunny. And I'm like, yeah. this, is, this is cool, but nah. Like, give me that, you know, Ari Lennox. She's going through some stuff. <laughs> like, so, uh, as far as rap, though, I've gotten real heavy into the Detroit scene. Okay. So, I've been just listening to a lot of dudes from Detroit. I've been listening to uh, Sada Baby's probably the most popular one this year. Uh, it got some younger dudes named uh, Drago and uh, Bino. I heard about them, yeah. And it's just a lot of like, it's just a lot of like just straight, raw, gritty, like street rap. And Sada's like real energized with his, and the and the younger dudes, Drago and Bino are like twenty one. They're super like laid back and chill, and uh, you can see the influence that they have in like street rap in in the West Coast and even in the South because it's 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 a lot of the same energy. So that's kind of been my hype as of late. Uh, I I, and I've been listening to Mozzie, of course, and uh, just like. You know, for whatever reason, just as ignorant as I can make it. And ignorant meaning like, you know, like ignorant, like yeah. <laughs> not like stupid. Like they they in a different place. You know what I mean? And so no, one hundred. That's been my hype as of late. Would you? Did you get a chance to listen to the Khaled album? I saw, like skimmed it. I wanted to hear the Nipsey song. A couple of the albums you mentioned, I like too. Uh, I really like Boogie's album. Really, really Me like. I, I've been a fan of him for a long time. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the Q album, and a, a part of it is because I was expecting like a rambunctious, like angry album, and I got a whole different one. And I, I knew, I, I kind of knew it was coming from the way he was talking about it. Like he was so happy about the, about the, uh, about the album. He, he was saying literally that he never been this happy before album, and I'm, I knew he was in a different place. And so the album was a little, a little to the to the left of where I wanted it. I, I didn't hate it, but I, I didn't like linger. I actually, I like Future's album. Uh, that's another one from earlier in the year. 
But oh yeah, like, Future did drop. I, yeah. I totally forgot about that. It's kind of been a slow year though. Like and, it really has. You know, when when the stuff with Nip ha- happened, uh, you know, Q pushed his single back, YG pushed his album back. Uh, you know, that kind of slowed things down too. I, you could you could kind of just feel it. Like people didn't want to get in the way of that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but because of the lack of big names, I'm guessing there's some stuff on the way. Like I'm, you know, I not knowing so. nothing, I'm guessing there's some stuff on the way coming up. Especially since everybody was hyping the Khaled album, hyping the uh, it's so much talking, and then the fact that. Because he didn't drop a single, the media was just really like, ooh, he must have a bunch of bangers on it. And I remember we we, we was tweeting to each other about this, and I you were telling me about how you only really listened to a couple songs. And I was like, don't go back to it, because to me, this might be as 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 great as Major Key was and Khaled took a next step. The past two albums have been lackluster is probably the nicest way to put it, but I just don't think he's been in his bag ever since he's gotten to this this pop world. Yeah, it's it's really hard to do what he does. So like, I can appreciate the struggles of you know trying to curate an album and have as many names on there as you can. And he wants them to you know be big number one records. So it's a little different for him. Uh, before he was just kind of like, yo, let me get the best songs I can get. Now you know he's he's trying to hit the radio with everyone, and you know it gives it a certain sound. And uh, yeah. You know, that's not always what I'm looking for. It's a lot of big names, though. So eventually, I'm going to have to spin it. You know, I heard the big song song. Like, everybody's talking about that one. Yeah. Uh, eventually, I'll give it a look. Because uh, I do normally like what Khaled does. But I'm with you. I think he's gotten a little poppier as of late. And it's hard to pull off that. It's hard to do the, you know. The to, pop vibe, yeah. yeah. Especially and, with a and, compilation album. Right. And it's, you know, that's a lot of voices and a lot of, you know, cooks in the kitchen. So. It's hard to pull off, which, you know, his albums usually are kind of uneven to me. Like, I'll get a bunch that I really like, and I'll get a couple that I'm like, uh, and they don't have much replay value for me. So that's why I wasn't in a rush. Like, eventually I'll hear it. No, I feel you on that 100%. And you're going to see that it's even more so with this one, because it's like, when you see names like Jeezy and Ross, it's like, ooh, all right, let's get it. And then one verse Jeezy, one verse Ross, song over. Or yeah, when Nas yeah. coming on, Nas spitting a 12 instead of a 16, and then it don't even, like, CeeLo don't even really sound like CeeLo. It's just things like that. And then when you see he got top back on it from last year, and then or top of the, the future Beyonce, Jay-Z song, and then the song from last year is just like, oh, that's for streaming. So it's like, but I agree with the thing. The Big Sean song is probably the best song on that. Sean, Sean really snapped on that. But, but yeah. oh, no, go ahead. You said another name I'm I'm waiting on is Ross. That's that's probably like the main person I'm waiting to see. No, and that's the album that like I I'm with you. Like I I can't wait to see what he does with Port of Miami too. I wish we could get a self made another one with with, with uh, the whole Maybach music. But I'm really waiting to see what Ross does. And then of course Drizzy, and then whatever this big Rihanna project is. Yeah, and I'm wondering if uh you know me. And Nipsey ever did get some of them songs together. I, I'm curious to see how much Nipsey stuff they're gonna drop too. Uh, but yeah, Ross is the one. I'm kind of like, I'm really interested to see what he's gonna do. I think Drake is coming at some point this year too, and that'll be interesting. It's a lot of big names that is kind of on top. You know, Kendrick. Who knows when Kendrick just shows up? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's it's a lot of dudes waiting around. People are excited for Big Sean's album. I'm not like. Doing backflips over that, but I am curious to see what he's working on. 
No, I feel you on that 100%. Well, let's jump to basketball. Let's get to the to everything. We're going to talk about the finals and the playoff in a little bit. But I'd be remiss not to talk to you about Bron. Because <laughs> I think we got to take it back before we even get to the Lakers situation right now. What did you think of the season and the, and the whole Anthony Davis situation? Because I think that's when really, because at first they're in fourth, Bron gets injured, and then everything really just goes downhill post that trade. So... Uh, for most of the season, I kind of like was like, you know, there's just a lot of rumors around the Lakers. That's just the Lakers. It's just it's just noise. Uh, I don't blame them for trying to go after Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a top 10 player. Like at the very worst, he's a top 10 player. You know, most have him even top five. Uh, so you're, you're not wrong for betting the house on trying to get him. Um, I, I did kind of write off that the team was bothered by that. Uh, but as more time goes on and more of the Lakers rumors just prove to be true, it's like, yeah, maybe this isn't just noise from reporters. Maybe they know what they're talking about. So, uh, while I don't blame them for trying to get Anthony Davis, yeah, I think the noise that it kind of ruined their season, there might be something to that. You know, there, there might be something to that. My issue is that the young guys were rumored in the trade, but it was Rondo and KCP and JaVale McGee and, Beasley and all the old guys playing bad. So I don't know. Maybe it did get in their heads. Maybe there was some chemistry issues, but it was the older guys. It was the free agency signings that were playing bad. Brandon Ingram played the best basketball of his life in January and February till he till he got hurt. True. And, uh, Kuzma is Kuzma. He, he's he's iffy. Lonzo Ball looked great till he got hurt. So if the if the trade rumors were hurting Brandon Ingram, I will, I hope there's more trade rumors about him. <laughs> he's gonna need them. Uh. So it's it's weird. It's weird. But what's clearly happening there is there's some dysfunction in that organization. Uh, as far as where LeBron fits in it all, it, that remains to be seen. You know, he has some influence as every team's best player would. Uh, I don't know. Like I was saying yesterday, if LeBron and Rich Paul's stances are, uh, one, we should get Anthony Davis, and two, Luke Walton isn't that good of a coach, they're right. Like yeah. there might be loudly – and kind of like backstabbingly right, but they're right. Anthony Davis is really good. Luke Walton isn't that good. So, you know, it's it's hard to be upset with them when they're right. Uh, but, you know, Rich Rich supposedly talking to Adam Silver about all that and stuff. <laughs> it's crazy. That's it's crazy. It's 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 crazy what they're trying to do. Uh, it's not unprecedented. This this is all stuff that's happened before. This is all stuff that happens often. But uh, it definitely paints them in an ugly light. No, for sure. I But I, I don't even want to say the blame is on them. I can't. I'll blame them for, like you said, if, if the rumors did hurt the team, then that's where I'll give their portion of the blame. But I think majority of the blame got to come down to, and I know the, a lot of people in the media have been saying Magic, but to me, as Magic had a boss. It's Jeannie Buss. You're like, you have to take control of your franchise. You can't just let somebody... Like Linda Rambis, who we don't know any of her basketball knowledge. We still don't and run the franchise. What do you think about all these news from Magic stepping down to Palinka lying about Kobe going meet with Heath Ledger? <laughs> it's a lot of crazy stuff that I'm that's just coming out about the Lakers now. So it's like if you look at the Lakers and think about it like a business, because it is. At the end of the day, it's a business. Think about if, if your mom and pops, they own a grocery store. But all they hired was their buddies and you and your buddies. Like, 
y'all probably not gonna do very well in the register for a while at least. Y'all not gonna the the, the stocking is gonna be slower than if you hire professionals. That's essentially what she did. Like she she had a takeover. She ousted her brother. She ousted Mitch Kupchak and like real basketball minds, and then hired one of her favorite players' agent, and then her favorite player, like somebody she you know calls family. Yeah. To, to handle the most important jobs in the organization is on the basketball side. You know, the, the president of basketball operations, and I, I don't even know what Rob's job title is at this point, but essentially they were making all the basketball decisions. They have no experience in this in this capacity. And the Lakers are such a glamour franchise, they could have hired their pick of the litter of experienced GMs and front office people. They said, no, we're going to hire uh, one of my favorite players' agent and my favorite player. And it went exactly how you thought. Not only did they do that, they did it after they had a coach in place. Most organizations, they hire the GM, they're going to let them pick their coach because they have a philosophy how they want the team to be run. No, for the Lakers, they come in and say, all right, here you guys go, make the roster. Oh, you already have your coach, and he already has a way he wants to play. So good luck. Um, you know, and Luke is another one where he looked, he looked like a fine coaching candidate coming off the Warriors. But again, it's more we're going to hire the family. Luke is a former Laker. You want to keep it in the house. What she's doing with the Rambuses, the Rambi, or whatever they call <laughs> Whatever you call them. <laughs> I have no idea. Kurt Rambis helped run the Knicks into the ground with Phil. Yep. And sure, maybe you live and you learn, and I've made some mistakes, and now we can fix them. I guess. Why Linda Rambis has so much sway over the organization – I have no clue. And again, to take it back to the analogy from earlier, it's like if you your mom and pops had a grocery store and your mom's best friend said, hey, instead of making this a grocery store, let's turn it into a gym. And you, you, your mom just did that on a whim. Like, all right, it's a gym now. Now we all have to learn how to be uh, uh, personal trainers. So who knows? I don't know what Linda Ramsey's basketball past is. I don't know what her experience is. But they need basketball people there. Magic, Magic is right with that point. Like, we need to hire basketball people. They're not going to, though. They, they're not hiring a president. They're just going to roll what they're doing. I guess they're going to trust that LeBron's enough. I don't know. Uh, that's the problem. There's no real uh, plan here. Uh, it's we get the top flight free agent or or what? Like, I don't know what happens. Yeah. Or bust, yeah. So, looking at the organization, I want to ask you two questions in terms of that. If you're LeBron and you see all this madness, do you request a trade or do you just stick it out? I'm curious to see if they whiff in free agency what he does. Um, you know, push is going to come to shove for him there if that's what happens. He's been adamant. He moved there for his mom and his wife and his kids, and they wanted to live in L.A. And does he buy Instagram? They're loving it. So maybe not. Maybe he's content with just, I have my three rings. I have my four MVPs. I have my three finals MVPs. I'm going to get the scoring record. I'm going to be the only 30-10-10 guy ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm me. Maybe he's content with that. Or maybe he wakes up on July 2nd and Kawhi Leonard's still a Raptor and Kevin Durant's a Nick. And they're like, hey, we signed Chris Middleton. And he's like, yeah, nah. I'm, I, I'm, I I need out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and I think that it tells us a lot about his priorities if whichever happens. Now, if they get Kawhi and then they sign, you know, a couple nice bench pieces, 
they're a whole different team, and it doesn't matter. Then then he's in the best situation. So basically, the entire the Lakers' entire future is hinging on July first, and. I thought for the longest they just knew they, they had a, a deal already with somebody and knew we're going to find out. And when we find out, we're also going to find out where LeBron's head's at. Cause if LeBron's like, we'll just run it back next season and we're good. Maybe there is truth to him. Just, you know, I just want to make movies. I want to watch my son play basketball. Uh, but if they whiff and then the note, cause clearly clutch will make the noise. If they whiff and he's like, yeah, nah, uh, Houston or Philly, like what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, be, it, you know, I I would I would like to see some sort of sign that LeBron's like I'm here to win titles and not necessarily a trade request, but you know, get something done. Yeah, just what something. I, what I will say about him is he seems to be fairly supportive of the organization. You know, at least publicly. You know, uh, he showed up to the Frank Vogel press conference and, and Vogel's a fine coach. Uh, you know, he's he's working out of the gym and he's he's making sure we know it's the Lakers gym and. Stuff like that. So maybe he's content. Maybe he's content and, and, and trust and believe that they're going to do something. I wouldn't be shocked if they get Kawhi. I don't think anybody would be shocked. Uh, but at the same time, you wouldn't be shocked if they get nobody. You wouldn't be shocked if they end up with Kemba. You know. Yeah. So. Best case scenario, or not not best case scenario, just if come July 1st, this was the next part of that question, if you had to bet your mortgage or your house on it, who you think? The, do you think the Lakers get someone? If they get someone, who you think that is? I think they're gonna get somebody because they have money to give, you know. And and at the end of the day, they at the end of the day they are one of the better situations. They have a top four pick. They have LeBron. They now have a decent coach. There's some dysfunction in their organization, of course, but you can see the scenario where they win 55 games next year and contend. You know, looking at the West playoffs this year, had they remained healthy. You know, you watch Denver. Yeah. That's not impossible for them, you know. And and then with the breaks, the injury breaks the Warriors had, you know, why wouldn't you feel like you could compete? You know, the the Blazers were in the conference finals. That's my thing. You know, as much as we want to say the deep, the West is deep and it's competitive, it's it's deep, but it's deep with, you know, B-minus teams. And with, with LeBron, you could always be an A team. You, you always – if he's on his A game and he's really giving you the, the best he can give you and, you know, you got a decent cast. Yeah, like I know the joke now is like, oh, you, you guys said he can take anybody to the finals. And he and look what he did. But, you know, I just in reality, if they remain healthy, they're, they're a solid team. They're, they're, they're no worse than the Blazers, and the Blazers made it to the conference finals. So um, as far as best-case scenario, I – it has to be Kawhi. He just feels like the best basketball fit. I mean, I don't, and that's excluding Durant, just because I don't think Durant's in play for them. Yeah. Um, wh- what I think would happen, wh- best case scenario is probably Kawhi and Kyrie, uh, and that takes a pay cut or a trade. Um, what I think happens is they probably get one of those two, uh, and I, I'd, I'd feel most comfortable betting on Kyrie just because. It seems like the most Kyrie thing. It seems like he's obviously gone. We have no idea with Kawhi. (laughs) We don't. Uh, Literally, like, he doesn't say nothing, so we have no idea. And we're not going to know until after how they do. Huh? And I said, we're not going to even have a semblance of idea until after the finals, because if if they win, who knows what what he does. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I actually think Kawhi and KD are leaving regardless. 
Okay. It's fascinating to watch, you know, what I think is the two best players on each team just leave after the finals. <laughs> so that's got to be unprecedented. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's Kawhi or bust for them. Uh, if they end up with Jimmy and, you know, I don't even know who else. <laughs> Kimba. Yeah, like it's – it, it's uh you know it's a decent enough team I guess but do you want Jimmy or like you almost rather have Brandon Ingram if he's healthy you know he's 22 like so it it's gonna the July 1st is everything for them and it's gonna tell us a lot and I've maintained for the longest I thought they had something in their back pocket I thought they knew somebody was coming we're gonna find out we're gonna find out in a month yeah do you do you hold any uh, any truth or any light to the to the Chris Paul rumors that have been going on recently? It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it just, first off, cap-wise, it can't make sense. Chris Paul's a year away from having the worst contract in basketball. Big facts. Why do you sign up to that? Like, there's no reason to sign up for that. And uh, in sacrificing, who are you sacrificing for that? Ingram? Uh you know, Lonzo Ball, big, no matter yeah. what you think of Lonzo Ball, you're going to sign up to pay 38-year-old Chris Paul $50 million? It doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't know who the Rockets are going to send him off to. I do think he's going to trade it this offseason. It doesn't make sense for it to be the Lakers. Now, I won't put it past the Lakers just because the last two months have been madness. But that it, it, they almost can't trade him, trade for him without trading LeBron. And if they trade LeBron for Chris Paul, there might be a riot. There might be <laughs> like like that protest at Staples is gonna look like you know a carnival. It's gonna be a riot in front of that building. So I just can't see it. I just cannot see that happening. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, and then that little that little uh, protest in front of Staples that was like 15, 20 people. <laughs> if they trade LeBron for Chris Paul, you can see that going to the hundreds. <laughs> right. No, 100%. Last thing about the Lakers, if you're the Lakers, do you try to keep that fourth pick or do you try to trade it? And, and of course, they're going to put it in a, to a trade for Anthony Davis. But assuming they don't get Davis, do you keep that pick or do you try to move it for Brad Beal? I think it's got to be on the table for Brad or Davis. I don't – I don't – taking that fourth pick, like getting that high almost hurts their cap because they want to sign another – Max, they want to try to sign two max guys. Um, they're not trading it away for nothing though. They're 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 either going to take, you know, whoever's left on the board, or they're going to trade it for one of those big guys. They're not going to just you know for filler or whatever. Uh, I I would say take the pick um, if the, if there's a guy that's a fit. But you know they're going to look to try to trade it. They they have to be because they missed out on the top three. And even if they like, you know, the rest of the guys. They're not Brad Bill. They're not Anthony Davis. So no, one hundred percent. And I, uh, after the top three, it drops off dramatically. Yeah, like, this is a, yeah. a three-player draft. Yeah, and I'm I'm not super informed <laughs> with the college stuff. And I know uh, what's the guy's name? Garland. He signed yeah. with Clutch. I I don't think they're drafting a guy just because he, he's with Clutch. Um, you know, ideally there'd be a center there who'd be worthwhile, but it doesn't look like there is to want to be reaching that high. So we'll see what they end up doing. Uh, you know, the young cheap help can't hurt. So, you know, worst case scenario, they pick at four. They end up with somebody who's useful and they move on. But, you know, I, I think ideally for them, they're trading that in a in a trade for an all-star. Well, we definitely going to have to get you back come July, that week of July 1st to see what happens to 
Bron and the Lakers and the rest of free agency because this free agency with Kevin Durant, Kawhi, uh, Kyrie will end up changing the face of the NBA landscape. For sure. For sure. Like, you know, I, I it, it's all but known that Kyrie's leaving the other two I think are leaving too, and it just shifts the power of the league wherever no, they go. 100%. Now let's get to the playoffs. What has, Before we get to the finals, what has been your, uh, I guess, feeling on this year's playoffs? Do you feel it's been more competitive? Do you, do you feel it's been better than last year's playoffs? What's your thoughts? And if you have any storylines you want to talk about right now, bring them up. Well, I don't know if it's been more competitive. Uh, we've seen a couple of series that were wipeouts. Again, we ended up with the Blazers. Uh, in the in, the, in the conference finals, um, to me the story is the Rockets and them just completely botching that opportunity. I can't believe they left that on the table. They 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 lose KD for a fourth quarter and lose that game. They that's they the one a, that I thought they shouldn't have lost at all. That KD have, game, like what was Harden doing? They have an elimination game at home and lose that game with the season on the line and just watch Curry go. Berserk on them, it had nothing. They had nothing. Like they, I keep tweeting people because the Rockets fans get all mad. Like the game was tied with five minutes to go, and it was a jump ball. They called a timeout at a jump ball. Y'all lost the jump ball. First off, the jump ball was because Eric Gordon had an awful drive, and and Clay Thompson got his hand on it. The game's tied five minutes to go, and you're at home. I think it was a one point game with three minutes to go. You're at home, and Curry scored 16 points <laughs> in that final five minutes. He actually scored 16 in the final three minutes. And the, the, the Rockets scored 16 total, <laughs> all of the Rockets. I cannot believe they left it on the table. It's just to point out, they don't deserve it. You know, they, they had game seven in their gym and no Iguodala. And, yeah, they didn't have Chris Paul. But it, this is what you asked for. The home court advantage, game seven, close game, and you, you missed 27 straight threes. And then you get two games, a game and a quarter without Durant and can't do nothing. Couldn't even push it to seven. Durant's still not back um, uh, three weeks later, two weeks later. How do you not win that? See, I cannot believe they didn't win that. That's the story of the playoffs to me. You know, the the Warriors' dominance, of course. Uh, you know, Dane's heroics, of course. Uh, you know, Kawhi being a monster. You know, I think Kawhi's clearly a top three player in the league now. Yeah. Uh, but the but the story of the playoffs to me is the Rockets wanted this so bad and couldn't get it done again. I can't believe they left that on the table. And of course, now they're thinking about breaking up the whole team. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the story to me. Uh, you know, it's 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 been a fun playoffs. There's been some really great moments. I think there's been also been some bad games, some bad series. That's every year. Uh, I do think they miss LeBron. I know people hate to hear that. I do think they miss LeBron. They're kind of like, you know, just a dynamic player like that. They they needed one more. You know. Yeah, the league definitely missed it. Durant got hurt. Giannis kind of fizzled out. Uh, Steph was doing what Steph was doing. He 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 was off and on. He had great games. He had great quarters. Um, they kind of missed, you know, that dynamic personality, that dynamic type of player. No, one hundred percent. But we we also got some great series. Um, the Bucks going up 2-0 and losing the next four was kind of insane. And uh, Giannis has some stuff to work on. But uh, overall, the playoffs have been fine. They've been fine. Uh, what's your opinion of? Because I agree with you about the Rockets. I thought it was absolutely embarrassing. I'm, game six. Okay, cool. Whatever you feel about that, y- y'all lost that one. Y'all shouldn't have lost that one. But to me, the most embarrassing thing is when KD goes down, how do you... James Harden, if you're this guy, this MVP, and same thing for Game 6, 
Where, why don't you muster up that, that, that killer instinct, that ability to just say, you know what, I'm going to take this game over and go berserk, but we see Steph Curry do this. Does this change your opinions on James Harden going forward? It kind of like, kind of like verified oh. what I don't Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I don't hate James Harden like most do. I, his game bothers me, but it's fine. It's... It's successful. It's you know he's he's playing the game within the confines of the rules or whatever, and that's fine. He's an incredible scorer. Uh, he, he, I don't like that he doesn't really play defense, and I don't like that there's just too many of these moments on his resume. You know, you 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 could show me the clutch stats and say he's actually good in crunch time or what have you, and he's had big moments. And sure, he has. He's the ball a lot, but there's just too many of these moments where. They just seem to falter. Game five is a good example where people kept going, well, he's getting trapped. Well, Steph Curry's getting trapped, and he scored 20 in the fourth quarter. He scored 20 in the fourth quarter, game six. You make it work. Like, you know, you're – I hate to oversimplify the game sometimes, but but sometimes you just want to see the really good players win the really important games, especially when they're close. And he just didn't do that. He did not do that, and it it – was laid out perfectly for him i was shocked watching it him and chris ball in that game five where he kind of just was away from the ball so much and was just giving the ball up so much uh it made me think of a christmas when lebron got hurt like i know the warriors eventually lost the game but they immediately went on a run when he got hurt immediately went on a run like a 16-0 run made it a close game and eventually they fizzled out and the lakers won but like you want to see that like Things have broken in your favor, like do something. Just like the Warriors when Kawhi got hurt, they immediately went on a run. Yep, and, and won that game. Yeah, and won that game, won that series. The the Rockets are just, you know, status quo. <laughs> I hate how that team plays. It bothers me watching them. Like too much of their games just end up being like, oh, there's Austin Rivers taking a fadeaway three with somebody in his face. All right, I guess like, you know, there's Daniel House. Trying to cross up somebody and shoot a three. Sure. <laughs> and it's like, you know, basketball isn't played on spreadsheets. That stuff's not going to work for seven games. That stuff's not going to work. It'll work over 82 games, I guess, because you'll play some bad teams and you'll get some open threes. But when you're playing one of the best defenses in the league uh, every two days for two weeks, nah, it's, it's not going to work. We're, we're tired. Uh, we're closing out on that. Like Daniel House isn't going to – Iman Shumpert isn't going to dribble eight times and shoot a fadeaway in Kevin Durant's face, and then you win. It's not going to work. And I don't care what their spreadsheets say and their math and their reports and all of that stuff. <laughs> Those are bad shots. And, yeah. And on the other end, the Warriors are getting dunks, and they got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson shooting threes. Like, yeah, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, you can't beat that. And I'm with you. It, it, it got to the point to where the Rockets became so concerned with analytics that they're just not playing ball. Like, I'm with you. How can James Harden just stand on the side with his hands on his knees while he's watching Austin Rivers trying to create? You can't win like that, especially in close, mo- close moments of the game. You got to have the ball. They need more ball movement and everything. Do you feel D'Antoni is the issue or, or do you feel they keep D'Antoni another year? I think that philosophy is organizational. You know, they, they, they got Harden, who they thought was a really good player to play that way. They emboldened him to play that way. We only want to shoot threes. We only want to get fouled. We only want to drop to the rim. All of that's fine. You know, uh, LeBron had the tweet that riled everybody up. You know, sometimes in the playoffs, the best shot is a long two. And it's true. 
And the Rockets are so adverse to that that it hurts them. It it hurts them, and it ends up with them shooting bad shots. I don't think Dan Tony's bad. Uh, I think the roster construction was at the end of the day. They let Ariza go. Uh, they let Beverly go the year before. Uh, they let uh, Mbamute go, and they replaced him with Carmelo and yeah. Austin Rivers. And, and then Daniel House instead of Carmelo. It's like, you know, you can only do so much with this guy's dribbling an ISO, and if anybody helps, we're passing it, and that's our that's our offense. Um, and, and and not only that, but you're only shooting threes and you're only driving, and that's that. So I just think stylistically is an issue. I don't think Dan Tony's necessarily making any bad decisions. Uh, his rotations were fine. He was going with the hot hands. He he, he gave Nene some minutes. He he was quick to pull Compella when he needed to. It's just you know those guys just let it falter. They're they're playing the math and. You know, math is fine, but basketball is played on the court. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I can't disagree with that. And you're absolutely right. We'll see how the Rockets move forward. But I, I, I think you're right. It's an organizational thing. And, and something has to change, whether they blow that team up or something. But they missed their opportunity after complaining about it for a whole year when they had the chance to strike. Right. So let's move on to the to the finals. Uh, we see Kawhi Leonard take out... Uh, take out Milwaukee Bucks after Giannis basically, I won't say he shut down, but it's just we see that Giannis's game is limited at this point and he needs to move it past so he can get past to the next stages. He's still a young kid, 25. He has room to grow. And there was an interesting stat that I saw. Most star players, when they do win their finals, they're 28, 27 years old around that, that period. So Giannis has a lot of room to grow. Real quick before we get in the finals, what were your thoughts on the Eastern Conference Finals? Do you do you think we've seen the the best from Giannis, or do you think he has a room to grow, like other people say? To me, the thing that I I agree, I think the jump shot should will will come if he works on it hard enough. But the thing that I didn't like seeing was the fact of he's close to the goal, five feet away, and he's not even looking to attack and score. It felt like Kawhi got in his head so much at the closing of those games, he was only looking to pass. He didn't even want to touch the ball. Yeah, I think, you know, everybody brings up the shooting and fine. Uh, I think my biggest issue with Giannis' game is he needs, like, an off-the-dribble game. Like, yeah. The way he operates now, like, he almost has to be full speed and in, in, in running downhill and, like, I'm going to dunk on you or I'm going to get this layup on you and you can't stop it. But he needs to be able to, to, to create off the dribble, and it feels like he doesn't. Like, I'm sure he can because he's good and he can do stuff, but – he can't break down our defense in the way that Kawhi can, even coming off screens and even, you know, just finding spaces and finding slivers of space because his handle isn't that tight. And uh, to me, that's that's what he needs to add, and hopefully he adds that this summer. He, he becomes a better player. I think he's going to get better. Uh, like you said, he's only 25, and uh, he's, he's you know one of the most athletic, athletic players in the league, and he, he clearly wants it. Like, he has that dog in him. You like to see that. They faltered out in that series just – you know, a lot of it is on his back. A lot of it yeah. is on Kawhi. You know, Kawhi's giving you 35 and Giannis is giving you 25. And that's that's the game. They had a double overtime game in, in game three and could have went up 3-0 and didn't. And that's kind of it. Like, after that, you know, the, the games were close, but they were also decisive. You know, the, 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 you know, the, the Raptors are pulling away late and they're getting it done. Yeah, um, it- and then they Milwaukee has leads during the games, and they blow those leads. That was what was crazy yeah. to me. And again, they have a little bit of the Rockets in them. In that, you know, they play high, super analytical basketball. They want dunks. They want threes. 
And it turns into that. It turns into the same thing with the Rockets, where sometimes it's just, uh, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, do some stuff. And Brogdon's yeah. a fine player, but, you know, can you win a finals game with Brogdon having to score 25? You know, probably not. And then there's a lot of just, we don't care if Eric Bledsoe shoots. Like, go for it. You know, and then we don't care if Miritich shoots. Whatever. He's going to have to guard us, too. So, you know, they played him out the series, and I thought they struggled a lot just penetrating the defense. And they ended up with a lot of just possessions where drive kick, drive kick, long three, or somebody not equipped to make that, and running back on defense. So this is a weird team in that sense. I do think when Giannis is able to penetrate better off the dribble and, and, and more quick, uh, it'll help him. It'll help him on his dribble drives. Um, but, you know, I, I was shocked. I thought the Raptors were exhausted. I thought they had maxed out. And Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kawhi was Kawhi, but uh, Kyle Lowry woke up. Fred Van Vliet woke up. Woke up, yeah. Marcus Saul, uh, even too. Yeah, Marcus Saul had his moments, and he, you know he was he was he was big on defense. And uh, Siakam found his spots. And you know, I was I was shocked. I thought when they went down 2-0, you know, th- this is it. And then game three. And they go into overtime, and it's like, man, they you know they gotta get this, and they did, and they turned it around, and you know, Kawhi just had another level, and and one of the biggest stories to me, and I, I hate to make everything about LeBron, but it's like, there's only a couple players who they have to be great on both ends of the court for them to be competitive, you know, for to have true effect on the game, and uh, you know, we had some games, Giannis played bad and won, and. The, the Raptors didn't have that luxury. And, you know, LeBron typically doesn't have that luxury. And Durant does have that luxury because of Steph Curry, but they also really reliant on him playing good on both ends. So that's kind of like put him in another tier for me with uh, LeBron, Durant, and Steph. Whereas Giannis kind of like he had bad games and he, he kind of didn't rise to that to that level. And it's like, yeah, maybe he's a year away from that. Maybe he's a year, maybe two years. You know, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know, this is a successful season for the Bucs. They had the best record in the league, went to conference finals. Giannis is probably the MVP. And it's crazy to think that he did all that, they did all that, and there's still another level for them they have to reach. And it'd be interesting. You know, it'd be interesting to see Middleton might be leaving. Yeah. Uh, Brogdon, I think, might have a way out. And Brooke Lopez, too. And Lopez is probably good as gone. And, you know, they're going to have to fill that roster again, and they're going to need those certain type of guys, and it might not be available for them. So, you know, they, they, they could get better. You know, Giannis will get better, but they also, like, their team could get worse, and it might just stagnate, and it might just, you know, this might have been their chance. And, yeah. You know, we always – we thought the Thunder were going back and going to be back every year, and they, they just never got back, you know, and, and th- this might have been their chance. Like, we see that, and that happens, and – you know, it, it, it might go the wrong way. Uh, we'll find out. Their summer's going to be big for them, too. You know, they, they might lose Middleton. They might not be able to afford him. And then they paid all that money to Bledsoe, a guy who uh-huh. basically got played out of that series. Big. And that, I bet they wish they could take that extension back. Right. And there goes Rich Paul again. <laughs> big, <laughs> big facts. Well, let's get to the, to the main meet, the, the uh, finals. Do you feel this Warriors Raptors final? Is there any chance? And, and I mean, of course, there, there's, I mean, of course, in sports, there's a chance for everybody. Everybody's a puncher's chance. But in your opinion, do you feel that this is the Warriors series, or do you feel Toronto has a chance to make this interesting? 
Depends on when KD comes back. I think if KD comes back game two, game three, it's the Warriors series to lose. If he's not back till game five, yeah, the, the Raptors absolutely have a chance. I do worry about their guard situation. Like, I don't – I guess Danny Green's going to guard Steph, and they'll have Lowry and Van Vliet and uh, Powell chase around Clay. Uh, you know, but uh, uh, Steph is an awful matchup for them. Um, yeah. And that worries me. Uh, and they also – you know, the Warriors have guys they feel like can give – can make it hard for Kawhi. You know, obviously they have Iguodala. They have Draymond Green, and even you know they trust Looney with stuff like that. And yeah, I think and, they throw so, Clay at him for a little and bit. And Clay as well, and Clay as well. Clay sizes up well next to him, and you know, Yana, uh, Kawhi's a monster. He's gonna get what he's gonna get. You know, he's gonna get. He's gonna still get thirty, uh, but they have guys who can make it tough. Siakam's gonna be big. What can he do? Can can he punish them? Um, you know, and, and what they do with Kawhi on defense will be interesting too, because without Durant. He probably guards Iguodala, which means he can help in passing lanes more, which means he can help at the rim more and and, and gives them, uh, you know, uh, a better t- – more more stuff to do, uh, a better chance at helping them elsewhere. When he's on Durant, you know, when Durant comes back and he has to guard Durant, you got to stick to Durant. You got to guard him wherever he's at. And it, it takes that element out of their defense. But to me, the key for them is their guard play. Uh, I'm curious what they do with Gasol. Uh it seems like the Warriors got off a of starting Bogut. They might have DeMarcus back, though, and then you could probably have Gasol on the court when DeMarcus is there. Um, but I do think they have a chance. I do think, you know, Kawhi being at the level he's at and, and Durant being hurt, they have a chance. I could see them winning if Durant doesn't come back. But the earlier Durant comes back, the better, obviously. And if he's back by game two, by game three, I'm not sure the Raptors can beat them with with Durant. Oh no, one hundred percent. Do you? Okay, so the the stigma that not the stigma, just the storyline that's been going around, of course, is the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant. With if let's assume Kevin Durant doesn't come back, do you think the Warriors win this series, or do you think it goes back in favor for Toronto? If Durant doesn't play until October, and it seems like a lot of people feel like that, uh, he hasn't even done basketball activities yet, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, if there's ever a time to rush him back, it's now, but maybe he doesn't. Um, I'd still have the Warriors as a slight favorite just because Steph is just such a matchup for them, such a tough matchup. Uh, but, you know, then the Raptors didn't have a chance. You know, I don't know, 55, 45 at that point. Uh, but I'd still favor the Warriors. Let's say the Warriors in six. You okay. Know? Uh, but. Game one will be key, and the Raptors do have home court. You know, and if, if, if they can somehow get the first two, then it's a five-game series, and, and three of them will be in Toronto or however it is. Uh, then it's real interesting. Then it's really, really interesting. And then, you know, the Warriors will have real adversity to show them. Um, but, yeah, I'd favor the Warriors still. We have to see. We have to see Kawhi's health is, to see, you know, if Lowry's – Playoff Lowry or Eastern Conference Finals Lowry. Like Lowry, yeah. And, uh, but I do think they match up decently, especially along the wings, you know, basically everywhere but point guard. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. They're going to need a lot from the other guys. And yeah, it's when not going to be Warriors, Yeah, it's when you're the Warriors, the other guys are Clay and DeMarcus Cousins. And when you're the Raptors, it's Norman Powell and Serge Ibaka. 
you yeah. know, so it's it's uh it's different, man. It's 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 asking different stuff of different guys. And the finals is, you know, it's 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 a war of attrition, and yeah. the Warriors are fresher, and the Warriors have been here, and they know. But so does, you know, so does Kawhi, so does Danny Green. Um, but yeah, I still favor the Warriors. They have more firepower. Uh, it's gonna take some next level stuff from other guys, but they stepped up big in the conference finals. So maybe, maybe they are ready. Maybe they do have that. No, one hundred percent. It's gonna come down to, like you said, a war of attrition it's about who can exploit the other's weaknesses the best. And we're gonna see if Kyle Lowry and Marcus All can maintain what they like, can maintain that high level of play, or if it'll be like the rest of the playoffs. I'm gonna ask you before we get out of here: pick the series, of course, and pick your Finals MVP. I'm gonna say. Warriors in six, uh, with the caveat that, you know, who knows when Durant comes back. Uh, and I want to say, uh, the, the, everything's everything's lining up for Steph to be Finals MVP. I think it would be hilarious if Draymond was, <laughs> and I think I think he might be. I I think you know this this might be a chance for him because he presents such a weird uh, matchup for them and does things that will bother the Raptors, um, both on defense and on offense, shockingly. So I'm going to say Draymond. <laughs> 100. And, uh, I, I can I would, see that if he gets all them triple-doubles like he got last yeah, time. Yeah, and I would enjoy uh, Clay winning it as well. You know, somebody that wasn't Steph, just to just for the laughs. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't make Steph a lesser player to me. Like, I know some people it does, but it would just be a – it make for a funny summer. So, but I'm gonna say Draymond. I'm gonna say Warriors and Sticks. And I do think Kawhi, you know, has a great series, and it just might not be enough. One hundred percent. Well, thank you so much, Bansky, for coming on this pod this week, brother. We really, really appreciate it. And like I said, we're gonna have to get you back for free agency because we're about to see the league either shift back to to the east, or we're gonna see something happen this this uh, this summer that makes the balance of power shift in the league. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. And if you have any content out right now, tell them where they can find it at. Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter, obviously, uh, Bansky, B-A-N-S-K-Y. Um, I'm working with a different company now, so I haven't been doing as much uh, writing. Uh, my last big piece, I, I wrote a piece about Nipsey when he passed, and that's pinned on my Twitter. It's for Vibe Magazine. And uh, I got some other stuff on the way. Uh, we'll see. We'll see when it releases. That stuff is always, you know, it's out of my hands at this point. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, catch me on Twitter. And uh, thanks for having me again. And, you know, I'd love to be back for free agency. And hopefully we're not laughing at the Lakers. Hopefully we're not. <laughs> yeah, no, man. That would be something if, if we was laughing at them Lakers. Because hopefully my Pellies make something big happen. We got Zion. So. Oh, man. <laughs> you already won the offseason. So it don't matter. <laughs> You guys, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a good point, but I think we got to handle that Anthony Davis trade right the right way. Because yeah. if we just trade to New York and get a bunch of young people, I don't know how that works out. I think yeah, you got to figure I'm, out. I'm the not. Right a, I'm package. not a fan of the New York package. Uh, Me neither. You know, I, I think they're gonna do the Celtics deal. I think eventually they're gonna do the Celtics deal. Uh, the interesting part for me is if the Nuggets decide to get involved and wave see? out uh, Gary Harris and Jamal Murray and. You know, see see what they can get for that. that I think that be- the Nuggets, the Nuggets deal I like the most, but it's do they give up Murray? And I don't see them giving up Murray. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Nuggets deal is complicated by the fact that Millsap has to be in it. And he has a massive last year in his contract too. Um, but they got the guys. You know, they got the young, 
the young legs. Uh, what, what's what's the guy's name who hasn't played yet? Michael Porter. Oh, Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Yeah, and they had to, they just had a report that his leg is like worse than reported, you know, because of his back. So I I think he's off the table. I I don't think the, the Pelicans want any parts of that. But you know, if you get Murray, team him up with Drew, and and Zion, and you know maybe Julius still. And, you got something going there, then, if you got that, and it's almost worth it, you know. And uh, you know, you really can't play, replace Anthony Davis, but you got Zion Williamson on the way, so uh, you, <laughs> you can do something. You, you, you kind of don't need to replace them, you know. You, you got you got some uh, grace period here where you're the most exciting rookie in a long time, and even if he's not great out the gate, he still has the potential, and he still have people excited. So. Yeah, I, I I'm interested to see if the Nuggets get involved, but I I think ultimately he'll be he'll be a Celtic, and you know the Celtics have to take that risk. And that's gonna be interesting, man, because it, it the Celtics it's like y'all had all these these assets for so long about Danny Ainge and his assets. Well, now chickens have come home to roost, and you gotta either shit or get off the pot and do something with them assets. And it's gonna be crazy because, like you said, I don't see Kyrie staying. So does that mean they're building their team around Horford, Hayward, and AD? Does AD come back? And if they give up Tatum, well, hey, let them let them do it. We'll take it over here. Cause like you said, if Portland's making it to a Western Conference final, if you right. put Mark if you put Marcus Smart, Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum, and Zion, I'm not saying we're making it to a Western Conference final, but that that team should be able to compete for a playoff spot. Yeah, you know, and if you if you ship Tatum and Brown and whatever other pieces and you end up with uh, Horford, who's over 30, Hayward, who's got to be 30 now almost, and Anthony Davis, who's only 25, but you're suddenly a much older team and, you're, and, and your window is different now. Whereas you felt like if you had Tatum and he was going to be what you thought he was going to be, 15 years of that or whatever, you know, that's drastically changing what the Celtics are doing. And, uh, you know, so they'll have to think about that. And, when they got Kyrie, everybody thought they had Kyrie for a decade, and now they had him for two years. Yeah, they get Davis and only have him for a year, and straight away their entire young core for that rebuild. It's old. That sets back your franchise for a long time. So they got a lot to think about, and it'll be interesting to see this summer. And you know, Anthony Davis, I think, is the first big chip to fall. Uh, but those free agency guys are going to be huge too. No, 100%. And like I said, man, we're going to definitely get you back come free agency. Thank you so much, Bansky, for coming on the pod. I really, really appreciate it. But now, let's get back to you, Lennon and Schubert, for Bros Who Ball. Super dope interview with our guy, Bansky. Really excited that he came on and brought perspective for the finals. I agree with him. I think James Harden probably had one of the it, it was one of the most interesting storylines of applause because they, with the Rockets, didn't achieve after just complaining about it all the time and just and not living up to the hype and beating KD, the KD-less Warriors. I think that was a very interesting story. Also loved his take on Nipsey. Super, super dope to have him on. And like, like we talked about, we're going to have him back for free agency because we got to talk about the new shift in the league, what's up with Braun and everything. But dope conversation. Now, fellas... Let's get into this finals breakdown, this finals preview. Let's let's talk about it. I'm going to start with Shuby. Shuby, what do you think is going to or, or at, well, yeah, we're going to start with the finals and I'm, we'll talk about Giannis at the end cuz we do got to get him the fuck out of here. But Shuby, <laughs> what do you think uh is going to happen in this finals? Give me your prediction and just talk a little bit about uh this upcoming matchup between the Warriors and Toronto. It's you know, 
just because we don't have a LeBron in the finals doesn't mean we're not seeing another familiar face. Kawhi Leonard making his return to the finals. I think that the Raptors take game one. I'm pretty Ooh. confident about that. Okay, and okay. I think, I think the Warriors are going to let it happen. They're going to s- figure out what they're dealing with here, how they're going to v- adjust, see what their arsenal is behind it, whether they put in Boogie, whether they put in KD. I don't know where all that stands. I don't know if they're going to need to, but if but I, I think all that's going to be established after game one, and I think Kawhi is definitely going to go off. I think the long rest for the Warriors – May not have been a good thing, so Ooh. they just need to get back into the into the swing of things. I think the Warriors are going to win the finals, but I think it, the Raptors may be able to get one or two here at home, whether it's game one or two or a game five. So I okay. think they're, it's going to be the Warriors and probably six games. All right, for sure, for sure. To that point, I, I'll say this. I think the rest, where you think it hurts them, I think the rest actually helps them. Getting Andre Iguodala fully healthy, getting Steph Curry, all those nicks and bruises, Clay, all those nicks and bruises, getting them fully, fully healthy as can be without KD and DeMarcus Cousins. I think we're going to see them kind of revitalized almost because game one is going to be interesting. Usually, if they were at home, I'd agree with you and say they drop it. But being on the road, going to a new city, they've been used to going to Cleveland for these finals. Now they're going to Toronto, new environment, not knowing where they need to stay, how they how things go. It's going to be very interesting to see, can they steal game one? But, Justin, I want to come to you. What's your expectations going into this finals? What do you, what do you think is about to happen? Give me, your, give me your predictions and talk a little bit about this matchup between uh, the Warriors and the Raptors. I, honestly, man, I'm excited about the, this series because I actually picked. Well, I made a bracket. You know, I, I I don't know if y'all y'all if y'all know, but like there was like an NBA bracket where you could like you know win win uh, win a million dollars. Oh, for yeah. real? Yeah. Did you I win did a million that. dollars? I did, man. Sadly, I did. <laughs> but my but my finals picks were the Raptors and the Warriors. There so I picked those two to make it to the finals, even though I kept flip flopping. I still picked those two on my bracket. So. I'm excited for for this to happen because I feel like the the um the Raptors they're uh, they're a good team on defense and offense they're just inconsistent but I feel like if everyone shows up it's gonna be a good series and I'm expecting everyone to show up it's the finals and I already know uh, the Warriors are gonna bring it of course you know Steph I mean they've been playing great throughout the whole playoffs so they're gonna bring it and Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard he's been going going off like. I think he's gonna really go off this finals. I don't think he's gonna shy away. I don't think we'll see any choke job by um by Ka- Kawhi Leonard. I just hope um I just hope Kyle Lowry shows up though. That's the main thing. If he shows Ooh. up, I think it's gonna be a great series. But Glad you brought game. that up. Yeah, Glad Lowry, you brought that up. He has to show up, man. Like he's definitely like a bullseye is, is gonna be on him. He has to show up. But I'm expecting this series to go seven games. I want to see Ooh. it go, go seven games. Yeah, I think it can go seven games because I think Kawhi is that great to carry that team. He he he's gonna keep him in throughout the whole game. It's just for the fourth quarter, he's gonna need help. Uh, let me I say just, this: I agree with everything you're saying right now, except the 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 uh, seven games. Let me let me tell you why. My heart, like as a basketball fan, seeing what Kawhi Leonard did, it was beautiful for him to carry that team we haven't seen someone really will a team like that and i know people say the lebron going to uh willing that team to uh san antonio and then losing in the finals in in that year when he had all those 
missing pieces. And I'll, I'll give Bron that. He definitely carried them. And then last year, he, he willed the team to the finals, 100%. But to me, what Kawhi Leonard did reminded me of them, those Kobe teams when Kobe didn't have Shaq and he was willing teams to the finals, winning championships. Kawhi Leonard made me want him to win this finals. I have not pulled against the Golden State Warriors since they started winning finals. I have all, when they got to the finals, I was always, I'm pulling for them over LeBron. This is the first time that in my heart, because of what Kawhi Leonard did against Milwaukee, not only did he score 27, get, get almost double-digit rebounds, playmate, he went on the opposite side and shut Giannis Antetokounmpo down. We thought that dude was going to be the MVP, next superstar. Everybody was like, oh, if the Bucks play the Warriors, they're going to have, the Warriors are going to have trouble, the depth. That, bunch of malarkey. We saw what matters in the playoffs. Stars matter. Superstars. If you have experience, you can come in and dominate. And if you're a superstar, you will your teams to battle. This is what makes someone great. It's when the play, when the team focuses on your weakness and you, and it's how you adjust. The team's focused in on Kawhi's weakness. He adjusted. When the Toronto Raptors focused in on Giannis Antetokounmpo's uh, weaknesses, he could not adjust. Not only that, me and Shuba were texting about this. When Giannis, late in the game, what pissed me off the most about him is he was, Kawhi was so much in his head that he was dribbling inside to the paint five feet away, three feet away at the ends of those games. He didn't want to shoot. He didn't want to shoot the ball. He was looking to pass. That's not a killer instinct. And Kawhi Leonard took it out of him. And just seeing that performance by Kawhi really he's a makes killer, me. Man. He's a killer. He mm, makes me believe that. He makes me believe that Toronto can win. But hey, my Linda, head. Linda. Wait, let me just let me finish. Okay, At okay, my yeah, head, as a as a basketball analyst, it's like I can't go against the babyface assassin Clay and Draymond. There's no Lowry. There's no good matchup for Steph. Lowry is is looks. I'm gonna be point blank. He looks a little chubby. He doesn't look in shape. He, I don't think he can keep up with Steph. Who's gonna guard Clay? Are you gonna expend all that energy from Kawhi when you need him to be offensively locked in because he's gonna go against Andre Iguodala, Draymond, and Clay? So are you gonna put Norman Powell and Van Vliet on Clay? I just don't see that working. And I gotta go Warriors and six. Now let's open it up. What you want to say, Justin? I just wanted to like talk about um, Kawhi Leonard for a, a little bit. And I want to applaud his his awareness. Big it's fact. like he knows. It's, it's like he knows when it's time to do his thing. You know how like how like some guys they just shy away. You know they take shots like it's not needed, or they just don't show up when it's time to show up. It's like he knows like when when to take the shots, when to take over, when to make the right pass. He just gets it. And I just think like you know if if he could you know play his game, and if he can get a little bit of help. This series could go go seven games. I'm gonna say the X factor of this series. As much as we've been saying Pascal, C- I mean, not no. Oh, Jesus! I just I revealed it. As much as we've been saying Kyle Lowry, <laughs> I think the X factor of this series is Pascal Siakam. I think Pascal Siakam is gonna have an interesting matchup, whether it's Draymond Green or it's the other or it's the other small forward. I just believe that Pascal Siakam being the the second. The being the second scorer, he's going to have to put up numbers and really help out Kawhi. Yes, Kyle Lowry has to play. Yes, Marcus has to show up, but it is going to come down to Pascal Siakam, help side defense, and can he score the ball? Schubert, give me your X factor of this series. The X factor of the series. For, for Toronto. For Toronto. For, for Toronto to win? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that 
honestly, the X factor is probably coaching. I'm not saying that they have the superior coaching, but the thing is, this is a first, this is a rookie head coach in the finals against Steve Kerr, who's been here many a time as a player and a coach. As yeah, as a player and a coach, he knows the moments. When it comes down to it, when Nick Nurse has to drop the play to set up Kawhi, I mean, how, is Kawhi going to have to take over the coaching duties? Is Nick Nurse going to be able to draw it up right? I think that it's a really important factor in all of this. And 100% no. Coaching, coaching is big. We're going to see if Nick Nurse can, because when Steve Kerr stops his first game plan, can Nick Nurse make adjustments? I agree with you 100%. Justin, give me your X factor for Toronto to win, and then after we this after you give me that, we're gonna start talk, discussing a little bit from the Golden State side. Oh, my X factor is the whole the whole Raptors team. But, oh my gosh, that's not Kawhi. <laughs> for real, like if, if they all show up, it's gonna be a great series, man. Like like they can't have thirty points from Kyle Lowry and have ten points from uh, Siakam, like or 30, 25 from uh, Lowry and maybe in like six from Powell. You know what I mean? Like everyone has to. Has to like show Play, up. Yeah, like, yeah. If, if they can get like twenty five from 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 Lowry and get like ten from each other player, or maybe like a fifteen from a third scorer, that'd be good. No, but I'm with you. Has to score the ball. It can't just be Kawhi. La- yeah, and Lowry. 40. Yeah, it can't be those those two. Everyone has to show up, bro. And also, I think Danny Green has to start making threes and bring oh, his yeah, defense definitely. because he sh- he should be able to help. And guard if he can guard Clay Thompson, then you can put a pow on Steph. You can you can put multiple guys on Steph, but someone has to step up and stop Clay so you can send multiple bodies at Steph Curry. Let's yeah. flip it to the other side. So let's assume that Kevin Durant's not playing because we can't discuss it if he plays. If he plays, that's the nuclear option. Golden State wins. Let's let's assume he doesn't play. What do y'all who do y'all feel needs to step up for Golden State to win? They I mean without Kevin Durant, it, it does leave them more vulnerable. Who do you feel is the X factor for Golden State? And we'll start with Justin this time. Oh, Curry. He has oh. to show up. Okay. Curry has to be Curry for them to win. If if he's missing shots, Toronto may win. Like I feel like if Curry, if Curry, like if they're not making shots, if they're not making threes, I mean Toronto can definitely take this series. So I think if Curry, because I think the the even though like Dray, Draymond, you know, he makes the team go with his passing and energy. If Curry's not being Curry, this team looks a lot different. So if if Curry is, is on rhythm, making shots, then this team is good, good to go. They'll they'll be fine. They'll follow his lead. One hundred percent, Shuby. Who you got as the X factor for Golden State? Curry. Y'all both um, going with Curry. Oh, yeah. I mean, man. J- Justin's right on it there. And the thing is, without KD, he's exactly right. If Curry can't be Curry, then who's going to who's gonna take over? Clay and Draymond? I don't know if Clay and Draymond, without Steph being Steph, is going to beat Kawhi and the Raptors. So, But also, not only that, thinking outside, the, outside of even this finals, you know, Winning a finals MVP for Steph Curry, being able to be that guy who took over and won a finals is going to be huge for his legacy. No, it really will be. Really, because really will that's be. one of the things that he's missing. He's a two-time final MVP. He's a two-time regular season MVP, has won multiple championships, but he didn't get the finals MVP quite yet. I'm going to go different than y'all. Since y'all both said Curry, I'm going to give two X factors. 
I'm going with Andre Iguodala as my first X Factor. You need that that bad man on the other side. The, the mission is not to stop him. The mission is to slow him down, make life hard for him. If Andre Iguodala can make life hard for Kawhi like we saw him do with LeBron in other finals, he's won a finals MVP. We know what the type of defense that Andre Iguodala can bring, and that's why I feel like that nine days rest that they got is crucial, not necessarily for everybody else, but for my X factor, Andre Iguodala. Because if Andre can slow down Kawhi, the Raptors have no chance in hell of winning because he is the guy that makes them go. And if Andre can play that good defense and then hit those open threes when they're zoning in on Curry, zoning on Clay, and he can be that guy that scores those buckets when they need it, this team will win this series. I have also, a question, though. I have a question go ahead. For you. Can he be slowed down? That's like you know how, oh, how we talk well, about look. Kevin Durant. How we talk about Kevin Durant, like those great players. Can he be slowed down? We saw Kevin Durant get slowed down by Patrick Beverly in the beginning, but Kevin Durant adjusted. We saw LeBron get slowed down by Andre Iguodala in the past. I think he can be slowed down, but the question is, once they start slowing him down, how does Kawhi make adjustments? It's all about okay. once you sh- once you sh- sh- uh, showcase that weakness or or slow down. How do you make adjustments to what the defense is giving you? And we're gonna see that's gonna be the chess match of this series between Andre Iguodala's great defense and the offensive prowess of Kawhi Leonard. My other X factor, since y'all both gave Curry, is Draymond Green. Draymond Green, not only on the offensive end, but the defensive end, where Andre Iguodala is playing that chess match with Kawhi. You best believe Draymond Green's also going to have a separate chess match with Kawhi because they're going to send multiple bodies at him. But it's going to be a different because Andre Iguodala is going to be head to head with Kawhi. Draymond Green's going to have the help side, going to be the guy that comes with the double. He's going to be doing that. And if Draymond Green can do that as as well as be a rim protector and slow down Pascal Siakam, they have a great chance. But it's more so with Draymond Green on the offensive end. We saw when they were losing to Portland, down 15, down 15, down 20, Draymond Green took it up himself and would push the pace, set the tempo. This Raptors team has as much finals experience as Kawhi has, no one else has, and Danny Green, no one else has finals experience. These young, Kyle Lowry, yeah, he's been leaked, never been in the final. Pascal Siakam, young guy. Van Vliet, young guy. So with Draymond Green forcing the tempo, whereas Kawhi's going to want to play their game, it, it might be more so that the young guys are matching Draymond Green's tempo. If you get into a running race with the Warriors, you're not going to win. So that's how I feel. Let's talk about Kawhi Leonard real quick. Do we feel he is now the best player in the league? I'm gonna start with you. Um. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I, mean, I, I I think that he plays better defense than Kevin Durant, but I think Kevin Durant is probably more unstoppable. Well, 100%. Kevin Durant is the best offensive player in the league. That's yeah. not named Steph Curry. Like I and I, I and I would even say he's better than Steph offensively all to all around. Ultimately, I'd ra- I think the one person anyone would want to build their team around right now is Kawhi. Ooh, that's interesting. Are um, you saying that based upon Kevin Durant's injury? Or are you just saying that in general? I'm saying that in general. I think out of this whole free agency deal, the team that gets Kawhi Leonard might be the best off. Ooh, okay, okay. So you're saying Kawhi's the best in the league. Justin, what do you think? I think he is right right now. I think he's yeah. the, the best player in, in, in the NBA, mainly uh, because of, you know, he's not sur- surrounded by all kinds of superstars. 
you know, I, I could say Kevin Durant, I could say Steph Curry, but the but the truth is the fact is that they have each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Kawhi, he, he doesn't have that. He his second best player is is uh, Kyle Lowry, which is I'm not trying to knock Kyle Lowry, but he's not that guy. Yeah, you no, know? we know so him, bro. He's not that guy. I, I forgot that Kyle Lowry had a whole other career with Houston. But you even brought that up to me like this. I was like, oh my gosh, wait. Yeah, man, he's good. been in the league for a while. He's been in the league for a while, exactly. So I'm not knocking him. It's just that, you know, it is what it is. So I think, yeah, right now, and he's in the finals. So I would say he is the best player in the league right right, right now. He's basically carried Toronto to the finals. Man, as much as I love Kevin Durant, and I think he's the most unstoppable player in the league right now because of just seven foot sham God and Kevin Durant's defense is very underrated because he's a great side help side defense and he's a pretty damn good on ball defender he slowed down James Harden and he would guard James Harden when he was necessary but Kawhi Leonard's a different animal on defense and now that his offensive game has is really grown and he has that clutch gene he has the killer gene it's hard not to say Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the league. And I'm going to just say this. Ke- Kawhi Leonard's 1A, Kevin Durant's 1B, and th- everybody else is under them. Those two guys, what they've done in, in, in this playoffs before Kevin Durant's injury, they, just, they look phenomenal. But what Kawhi Leonard did and just showed us in these games, whether it was beating a Philly team that was more stronger than him, Guarding uh, Joel Embiid at times. Guarding Jimmy Butler. He guards one through the five. And then what he did to Giannis Antetokounmpo, the MVP of the league. And after losing the first two games, going to double overtime in the third game. Oh, I forgot that, man. He willed that team to victory. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid-range. He can shoot the post-up fade. He can do floaters. This man is well-equipped at everything. And to me, he's the most... MJ Kobe like that we've had in the league in a long time. I know people want to say Kyrie Irving. I know people want to say Jason Tatum. I know people want to say all these other guys, but no, it is Kawhi Leonard. To be compared to those guys, you have to be a killer and to lead your team by yourselves. And he did that. But not let's to fin- mention. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Justin. Not to mention, like he's coming off an injury, bro. Yeah. Like- no, big big facts. This so is crazy. Let's, let's finish up this uh, finals preview. Uh, Justin, uh, give me your pick. I know we said it earlier, but just let's reiterate it again. And okay. uh, who you win and how many games? Okay, yeah, I got the Warriors in, in seven games. They take it home. Yeah, seven. Schubert, who you got? I have the Warriors in six games, but guarantee Raptors win game one. I'm going Warriors in six games. I think the Raptors win. In, I, I think the Raptors at least win two uh i think they win at least two games you know so i'm giving the raptors two my head says that but my heart really wants to i want to see Kawhi leonard do it i'm I'm gonna be watching this series intensely and i'm super super excited with that being said it's time ladies and gentlemen shooby we gotta get him the fuck out of here milwaukee ladies and gentlemen look coach bud coach bud you was bitching and complaining about drake I told you, I told him, I said, when this guy was bitching and complaining about Drake, you, I knew he lost right then and there. I told him, Justin, there's no fucking way a coach should be more concerned about a fucking fan than the fucking game. He did not want to talk about any adjustments. Kawhi Leonard ate that, ate that ass up. He, Drake Kawhi wasn't Leonard rubbing was, his shoulders. Drake was rubbing Nick Nurse's shoulders. He had nothing to do with him. He had not, nothing to do. He was more concerned about Drake 
Then he was concerned about the game. Hey, Bucks owner's daughter, maybe you shouldn't wear a push a t-shirt to the game because that's fucking just idiotic. Because you know what? Those dudes have real life beef. If you if Drake, if Drake would have shown brought that real life beef to you were a little girl, you'd have been upside down. But he kept it cordial like a good fan supposed to. Drake's the best, one of the best fans in the NBA. And the NBA should be ashamed that they're trying to shut him down. I'm pulling for Toronto just for that fact alone. So Coach Bud, your ass, get the fuck out of here. You made no adjustments. You didn't want to put Giannis in the post. You kept playing Eric Bledsoe, who was fucking trash. You kept playing all these scrubs. Do better, Coach Bud. We see why you lost in Atlanta, and we're seeing why you lost in uh, Milwaukee. Let's move on to fucking Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, you did not deserve that damn contract extension. You did not. They they shut you. You completely was nowhere. You can't hit a jump shot. You can't play defense. You should not have been first team all defense. It should have been Drew fucking Holiday. And your ass should be getting the fuck out of here. Chris Middleton, you're supposed to be a free agent, huh, big dog? You supposed to be a second team, the second score? Where were you? Six points? Six points as the second option in the playoffs? Fuck out of here, nigga. You're not getting no max deal. You're not getting no contract like you're talking about. Nigga, you don't deserve it. You're not better than Clay. You're not better than Brad Beal. You're not better than Drew Holiday. You're not better than CJ McCollum. You're not better than Donovan Mitchell. You're not better than Devin Booker. I don't know who you're better than, Chris Middleton, but you're not better than most of the student guards in the league, my brother, and you don't deserve a max contract for six points in a game. Seven points in a game. No, no, no. Get the fuck out of here. And let's finish with Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo, presumably the MVP, my MVP of the year. Look, I'm calling you the MVP. Regular season don't matter, bro. It's about the playoffs. It's about the playoffs, big dog. You played great earlier, but when them people zeroed in on you, it's about can you adjust. The great ones adjust. When you, when you zero in on a great one's weakness, they adjust. You didn't adjust. Giannis, I love your competitive edge. I love what you do, but you lost the killer instinct. You, we had a couple seconds left in the game, and you dribbling, letting Brooke Lopez score the ball? Brooke Lopez? Who the fuck is that? Yo, Giannis, you got to get that dog in you, dog. You got to be a closer. You got to fix that jump shot. It's broke right now, bro. But you better off than Ben Simmons. So, hey, add some stuff to your game. Focus in this summer. I'm not too hard on you. I want to see you succeed. Focus in some more. But sorry, Giannis, you got to get the fuck out of here. Yes. And that's it. That, that's it for uh, get the fuck out of here this week. <laughs> we only again, got one more. Again, we only got one more. We only got one more season. I do not this. Look, Justin doesn't open this. I do not this. But look, we gotta we gotta keep it call a spade a spade. We gotta get them out of here, and I can't wait for the finals edition of get them the fuck out of here. But then we're also gonna we're gonna do our season awards. We're gonna give out our uh, the bros who uh, bros who ball MVP, which takes into consideration the playoffs. We're gonna give him most improved. We're gonna give out a uh, defensive. We're gonna give out our awards because I don't agree with some of the stuff the media doing. But with that being said, that's all we got for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. A jam packed episode. Two interviews, a lot of good coverage. Thank you, everybody, for who listened. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you to Mark Caesar and, and Bansky for coming on the show. Love having those guys on, giving their opinion. Uh, let's start with Justin. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. All right, everyone can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm on all social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Snapchat, Justin Baptiste 22 and my blog site, TrajanLace.com. 
Be Please sure to check out Trades and Lays, man. Be sure to check it out. He's going to be covering the finals as For well sure. as the NBA draft is coming up. Justin got a lot to write about. Y'all be sure to check it out. Right. Shuby, tell the people they can find you at on social media, my brother. Shuber 14 at Twitter and Instagram. And uh, make sure you listen to the Bros to Binge every Friday. This Friday, Aladdin. Aladdin. Yep, Aladdin, Brightburn, Brightburn. and Doom Patrol. It's going to be Liddy. Yeah, Doom Patrol's finishing up and Swamp Thing's about to start. So we Woof. got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I actually, bro, I've been hearing this pretty good, but we'll talk about that on Bros Who Binge. Y'all be sure to follow Brooklyn at Where's Brooklyn at on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to show my boy some love. And also be sure to follow Mark Caesar at uh, Piss Your Pants 1 on, on Twitter and follow Ban, uh, Eddie, Eddie Bansky Gonzalez at, at Bansky. On uh tw- on Twitter, that's B A N S K Y. But other than that, you guys be sure to check out Comedy Money. Be sure to follow uh me at Berlin Ladon on Twitter at Lennon Bernay on Instagram. Follow the Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Make sure you check out this week's Prime Time Anime Talk came out late, so by the time you're hearing this, a new episode of Anime Talk is out, as well as Bros Who Binge on Friday. But other than that, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast because without y'all. We wouldn't be shit. I truly, truly appreciate every single one of y'all who listen to this podcast and make it special. Thank you to everybody who works on this podcast. As we get closer to the 100th, I'm just going to be pouring out my heart of gratification because I'm super, super just excited, stoked, and just happy to see this network get to 100 episodes because people didn't believe we can do it, but we did it. And not only that, we have four shows on the network and one of them's getting to the 100. I can't wait till all shows get to the 100 and that'll be a special, special day. But thank you to everyone, whether you listen once or you listen each and every week. We really, really appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts, please, please, please subscribe. But for for Bansky, for Mark Caesar, for Justin, for Schubert, for uh, for Brooklyn, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great, great weekend, and we will talk to you guys again next Thursday. And as always, be safe and come back to us safe and sound. But until next time, enjoy yourself. Cause I ain't got no time to celebrate, I'm going in The streets used to love me when I ain't had nothing But now that I'm up, they don't wanna be friends I tried to do right, now y'all turned it back on me Something I won't ever go through again No time for no hoes and no friends No time for no hoes and no friends I got a new bitch that told me that she don't want shit from me And I got another bitch claiming she's sick of me Still asking what she can get from me And I know a broke nigga having his hand out He wanna act like a friend now